You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 300 of the KB Mod podcast. It is November 12th, 2017. And I want to ask you a real quick question. What does the KB Mod podcast and Grey's Anatomy have in common? Well, as of November 9th, 2017, Grey's Anatomy had just reached 300 episodes. Mm. And we are not far behind, folks. It is the 12th, and we have also reached 300. We started, um, I don't know if we started around the same time or not. Somehow, I mean, maybe. I don't know exactly how it was like way, way before. Yeah, I yeah, think we they they take around for a long time. We haven't taken they take like half year breaks, breaks, right? <laughs> or year breaks. Yes. So anyway, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty amazing, though. I mean, we're. Uh, I, I would say Grey's Anatomy is slightly less popular than the KB Mod podcast, but it's nice of them to be in our shadow. And uh, yeah, we've got a special special episode because Uncle Nick Fenton has come to join us for episode. My uncle now is in my, stat- my status. Your status. You're like the uncle when you stop in and you like give everybody sweet treats. I'm surprised, <laughs> honestly, at this point that I'm like even associated uh, with KB Mod still because I do not do anything. I don't do yeah, anything. Yeah, but it's it's a legacy. It's I have the status, like I've been grandfathered in. Exactly. It's, and yeah, you have I am an emote still. Like I'm just yeah. not I just it's visit every once in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute since Nick been, Nick has been on, but it's always a blast when he's here. So thanks to him for joining us for 300. We've got, of course, the normal crew. We've got, uh, and it's also nice to say the normal crew because Yingity Yang, he basically went from filling in when we needed him to, to like, we were like, dude, just, just come on every time, please. Yeah. Yingity. <laughs> Am I supposed to like no. hand down the, what, what did Alex call me? The, the backup? Oh yeah. It? Like the, the relief baton. pitcher. That's what it was. The relief pitcher. You have to yeah. give him the baseball. Well, he's not um, even. You can't. You're not really a relief pitcher for me since I, I was already a, a relief pitcher. You're the, I don't know, catcher. Whatever you want to be. You're the, you're the catcher. <laughs> I'm the pitcher, and you're the catcher. Bingity bang. Yeah, but it's great to have uh, you on Yang for 300. And you also, I mean, you've been also listening to this podcast for a while too. So yeah, I you, you know a lot of the, the. I remember the 200th episode. Wow, I remember wow. last time you guys did something like this. Yeah, so fantastic to have Yang. Of course, uh, Katie Zen, and I just want to forewarn all live viewers and listeners, <laughs> Katie Zen on his second whiskey and coke <laughs> for the 300th episode. So it's like just a sweet glass of pure whiskey. No, unfortunately, you're drinking with a straw. (laughs) Yes. What's the issue? Such a bitch. There's something wrong with the straw. He is drinking it with the straw, but you colada looking ass over here. I'm I'm (laughs) quitting. Tip the cup to your lips. My last podcast. But no, I feel great. He's been celebrating uh, for for thirty minutes now. Yes, since we. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm glad to have him. He's gonna get real loosened up. No, no telling what's gonna happen. Yeah. Of course, we'll no real loosened up. <laughs> Who knows what Bingy Bang will do if he sees how loose Katie's in? Get. <laughs> but, um, oh my god! You know, Bing Crosby referred to himself as Bingy Bang at some point. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, was, of course. Oh yeah. Like, Without on himself, pointed to his day. That's the Bingy Bang or whatever. Oh, god. <laughs> um, and of course, Brandon, back. Uh, you were on vacation this week. Where were you? I was. Now? Yeah. 
How how was that? How was uh, it was good. It was good. Went yeah. to Cabo San Lucas for about four days. Mm. Decided awesome. it was it was getting kind of cold over here on the west coast, so we went to uh, went to a beach destination, and uh, we got a rental car, and uh, it was like forty five bucks a day, right? And so in okay. in Mexico, you uh, all of the car prices say they're like eight bucks a day, and that's a scam. It's, uh-huh. it's not actually. So I was like, I'm I'm doing my research. I uh, you know find what what hopefully is a is a reputable car company, and uh, you know so forty five bucks a day you would think that gets you like a, a decent rental, right? You get like a some sort of sedan or something for that price. Uh, when when we got there, uh, I wanted to get a stick shift. So I'm like, we're in Mexico. I like driving stick. I haven't I haven't driven a manual in a while, so opted for a stick shift. This this place mm. like I. I don't mean to be stereotypical here, but this place was like exactly what you think of when you think of Mexican rental car company. And mm. we got a Volkswagen Gol, G-O-L. So at first... The F wasn't on there? <laughs> no, so, so, no. Hold on. At Wait, first, what? At first what? I thought, I thought when we got out and I looked at it, that it was a Golf with the F taken off. Right, that's what oh you would think. Yeah, it's not. It's, not. Wait, it's a real car. Wait. We discovered that the the Volkswagen Gol is like a top selling car in Brazil. Oh, so it's a not... real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, the the Gaul car, the car, <laughs> bare bones does not describe this car. It, it had no. It had no cruise control. It did not wow. have electric mirrors. It like the seats didn't move. It was like truly the most bare bones rental car I have ever I've ever rented. <laughs> Amazing. And even like the 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 speaker system wasn't I don't even know if it originally came with a speaker system, but there was like a Kenwood stuffed in the dash. <laughs> oh my god. Just, had, oh this wow. Car had like sixty five thousand miles. Amazing. So, I don't think I've ever forty eight forty eight dollars a day for that for that yeah. piece. Wow, yeah. amazing! I don't think I've ever seen a rental car above like thirty forty thousand miles, right? Because they turn no. them over every couple years. Yeah, and uh, and so that's rare. like pretty high. And I saw this, the the check engine light was on. Like I cannot make <laughs> this up. Wow. Um. That's so the so Volkswagen yeah. Gall is the five hundred dollar KB mod build PC. It's like it'll get it'll get you there. <laughs> But you know you want you need some more things. <laughs> yeah, no fanfare. Like that's fair spot. Right. That's yeah. amazing. So, anyway, so it didn't break it down fine. though. You no, got it was fine. It was fine. And I mean, in a in a way, it's like maybe better because, uh, uh-huh. you know, you're kind of in Mexico. I feel like I was kind of worried about our safety. Like Cabo San Lucas. You don't want to be flashy. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have like the nicest car in the parking lot. And so I was sure. actually kind of. It was kind of nice that like we fit in with what the locals were driving. You know, like old beat up yeah. cars. So that I guess that was all right, but yeah, we stayed we stayed at a resort. It was pretty cool. Um, the the weather was beautiful, but uh, I actually put a uh, like a video on Twitter. It was really surprising. I've never been to a place where the weather was perfect all week, but the the surf was dangerous. Like it was a black flag, which is the I saw that that tweet. is the most yeah. like that's one level after not supposed to swim. Like that's dangerous. Black means like don't don't even come close. And yeah. uh, and it was because the waves. Super shit. They made an Assassin's Creed game titled that. You just <laughs> no. fucking stay away. So, <laughs> like, yeah, if they're fucking black flagging. Serious. Ubisoft's here. Get the fuck off the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft. You play no. So um. So yeah, we we uh 
it was really cool though. Like I'd never seen the waves breaking right on the shore like that. Um, and yeah, so they that had, video was. They had like a lifeguard, basically lifeguards on the beach, and whenever people would go in, uh, if they would spend a, more than a minute or two in there, like they would blow the whistle and get people out. So, um, so yeah, mm. mostly hung out in the pool and uh, and drank and had some good food. Um, nice. For what we've been eating, I'll just I'll. You know, I was just gonna I'll say skip, yeah, you should just go right into that. Skip ahead because we had some really good stuff. Cool. We had like fish tacos. We had um, we had I had a snapper, like a snapper that was the whole mm-hmm. fish. So it was like done with you know the head was still on it and all that neat presentation. Nice. Um, but the best thing that we had while we were there was uh, this new restaurant that's in a resort that's not even built yet. So like the restaurant is built. But the resort next to it is still under construction, so it's kind of hard to find. Um, mm. But we we got a re- recommendation to go there, so we go to that place. Not very busy, you know. It's it's uh, you can tell it's like a pretty new restaurant. Not many people there. But we ordered a porterhouse steak, and you wouldn't necessarily think like I'm gonna get amazing steak in Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. No, but yeah. it was fantastic. Like just nice. a fantastic medium rare porterhouse, served on served on like a hot stone, almost. So like the plate was a stone. <laughs> um, it was really really good, and is a lot of food. Was it clean? Yeah, I mean it was it was a yeah sanitary. Okay, <laughs> okay that's good. That's, it was a nice restaurant. Have you ever gotten a steak and been like, this steak is dirty? <laughs> It's got sand in it. It's like from outside. They like ran out of plates. I mean, I mean, like a like sort of a sheet of rock. It was basically, you know, it was like a thin like a thin sheet of rock, basically, so you could like it it uh, it held the heat really well. So when they served it, Mm. it, the plate was very hot, but it was actually right. It was rock. So we had that. That's pretty cool, actually. We had a lobster uh, lobster ravioli with that, and we Mm. shared. Hillary and I shared that. And it was so it was so wow. good. It was like some of the best food I've had in in quite a while. So, are you guys familiar with the subreddit We Want Plates? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I it's a subreddit that. dedicated to all like the really shitty plating presentations that restaurants make up these days. Mm. Where it's like, I mean, a rock a rock can be tasteful, but it's like when it's just like, here's a pot on a plate inside of a box, like just really terrible yeah. ideas. I've got uh, this people hanging shit from things and hardcover <laughs> copy of Insurgent. Just yeah, <laughs> <that>. like, <laughs> like it's a it's a hilarious subreddit. I would I highly recommend. What's it called? We want plates. What's in the chat right now? <laughs> I need to look this up. Okay, okay. Something anyway, food that's, related. Uh, that's that's what I've been doing. And got home and while while we were gone, like on the plane ride there and back, I was watching Stranger Things. Finished mm-hmm. binge watching when we got home. So mm. had a had a pretty nice. good week. That's good. So I guess you didn't really play anything because you were vacationing, but you were yeah. No, Stranger I haven't Day. played anything. Played like a couple games of Hearthstone. Wanna, I want to yeah. play a little bit of Destiny before the reset this week, but I haven't had a chance to play anything. I want to get you to two eighty. I know, mm. I know. So I, that's actually why we brought Nick Fenton on, just so he could talk about how he's been playing Destiny on PC. Bingy Bang's been playing. He's been dingy dang in Destiny. <laughs> What are you? What light level are you? Dingity dang. Oh at this point. man, uh, I have a Titan at three hundred four and a Warlock mm. at three hundred. Three hundred four. We did a raid on Friday. Damn, it was wow. my first raid, and you I got well. carried through it. It went really well, actually. It brought me up pretty. I'm at like two ninety three now, mm. from like a two eighty something. 
Wow, you're cool. Yeah, I get I I rail rail poon. <laughs> so let's What's uh, let's just You said three oh five was the level cap? Three oh five is max. Wow. wow. They're probably getting raised that. it's like getting raised at three thirty in the next in the DLC, I think. Something like oh, that. Oh cool. Three thirty, okay. Um what do you, well, I How mean my destiny bucks to upgrade for free. Well not Wait. free, but instantly. Uh I don't know. Transaction. Okay, I don't know. Well let's, just keep, of... let's keep this destiny discussion going because um Nick, I know you're playing Destiny. Obviously Dingity Dang is playing Destiny too. <laughs> uh, Destiny two as well. Uh so go, you can go, Nick, because I know that's what you've been playing. Or, uh, what you, I mean, what do you want to know? What have we been eating? Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. So oh wow. Okay. Yeah, we I'm had a nice natural transition in conversation. Eating. We were pivoting. He sounded so frustrated. What have you been eating? <laughs> it's been 300 episodes. You know what I fucking like? I boiled some mac and cheese the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like mac and cheese, veggie corn dogs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a pizza right, earlier. Right, I, I had a hear, pizza yesterday. I want to hear what okay, KD's been eating. All right, if you're going right, to interrupt yeah, Nick Fenton, our special guest. I want to know Listen, what you've been eating that was so important to interrupt the natural oh. flow of conversation. <laughs> I needed to talk about it. I didn't want us to skip it. I uh, I had this really good uh, like chicken parmesan and spaghetti, and uh, and Monday I had this. <laughs> it sounds so dumb. I'm talking about it now. No, I had really good chicken. <laughs> Where, was it from a restaurant? Did you? Yeah, like, did you yeah. no. We, I had it at home. My dad made it, and he's a master chef. He should go on master chef. And wait, uh, who? My father made it. Oh, oh your father and, made. Um, father yes, made it. he's an excellent chef, and he listens to the podcast regularly. He tells me he listens to every actually. Episode. Yes, yeah, he does. Oh my god! And is he going to listen me. to this episode and slap you in the face for interrupting? <laughs> I'm not so, no, no, he's happy. Proud. I'm yeah, not trying to give mad compliments on this on this chicken yeah. farm or wait, what was it chicken farm? Chicken farm. Chicken farm. Oh, chicken <laughs> farm. <laughs> wait, what was it? Was it chicken parm or chicken alfredo? I forget what it was. It was chicken parm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And chicken farm. Brought it out with some spaghetti. <laughs> okay. And right. it's like he brought Sounds it good. out, and everyone was so impressed. The whole family just got up and applauded him. Because it was just, it was delicious. Which you all applauded. So Wait, you guys applauded? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 he brought it out. He always brings that history last. And my mom was like, listen, when it comes about, everyone should just applaud him because it's amazing. And we did that. How many that. people? Are, how many people? It's a regular-sized American family. It's not like the whole country is in this Indiana house. Just, <laughs> just a stadium like, going wild. If, like, four people applaud, it's really Five just people. seemed, it's kind of awkward. Well, I mean... It, it didn't feel awkward. It felt good to me, and okay. he was happy. As long as it worked for the moment, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, he's good. And then, uh, and then Monday he made this like uh, uh, shrimp and sausage, sausage and rice mix, and that was just mm. wonderful. And uh, that's all I have to say. I just wanted to give my dad a shout out on the cast because I know he yeah, listens. Shout out. Shout out to Katie Zan's dad who listens to the cast. I envy the, the diversity of dishes you seem to have thanks to your dad's cooking. Oh, yeah, it's a blessing. It really is. All the time. Tonight it was just Taco Bell, but I mean. <laughs> oh, my. Just Taco Bell. Just Taco yeah. Bell. How dare Isn't you talk down? Did you ever try? They brought the yes. naked chicken fucking chips. Yes. You know that. 
Okay. I had some tonight. What? They gave me four chips. What? They four? Were... It's like six four to an order. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God. They only gave me four naked chicken chips. Okay, but did you try them with the nacho cheese sauce? Yes, and they're yeah, they they're delicious. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. They're fucking delicious. They, are, they shouldn't be. It, it, it seems like it's be, just yeah. a chicken nugget, like a thin chicken it's, nugget. Exactly, but it's like the it's heat to it, but and the cheese really helps. That's it. the naked part. Is like there's not much breading to it. Yeah, it's, it's not super heavy. Yeah, but they're thinner. I so. like breading. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're good. It works with the <laughs> like the the cheese sauce. It, it's it's weird. Like I every time I've had them a couple times, and I'm always like. I don't expect to like these as much, but they, I mean, people like them too because they brought them back. So they're a great snack, you. really. Like they're yeah. not going to fill you up, but they're very tasty. I have not ordered anything that's not on the dollar menu at Taco Bell in months, maybe even more than like we're in the years. <laughs> yeah, 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 is this due to due to choice or due to like economic necessity? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is nice. You could just be like, I want fucking eight things right now. Yes, yeah, I just want to destroy my entire life. Uh, well, most of the vegetarian, right. there's a lot of vegetarian shit that's... The um, potato the fucking... The, the potato soft taco, the spicy potato, potato soft, taco. soft taco. Yeah, oh, so good. That one's good. That one's the good the crispy <laughs> chicken quesadilla is also very good. That's and then the vegetarian. box. Okay, I apologize. Desires. I thought I, was, I thought I had the spotlight for like a second. Yeah, continue. yeah. No, sorry, order. Katie, it's what else whatever. do you like from the Taco Bell menu? No, I'm done. What I'm done. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to take this bitch over. No, I'm sorry. No, Literally. No, that's fine. all. That's all. I mean, it was all just good food, but I mean. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. All right. Go on about Destiny for the 50th episode. <laughs> well, now I don't even know how to segue Wait. back to Destiny. All right. Well, now we're talking about food. So did any- Yang or Nick, did you have anything of note? eating? I'm trying to think this week if I did. I didn't. Week? No, I fucking yeah, just corn dogs, and mm. French fries, and bad food. I made breakfast tacos yesterday. I like actually got out of bed and was like, I want to go get stuff for breakfast tacos, and I made it was good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, Yang, any? I've been, uh... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I missed it. I just started talking again. I like out of turn. <laughs> I hope your dad I'm listens sorry. to this just episode. Just go. Listen, hey, Katie, go ahead. Go for it again. He probably messaged you what he wanted no. to say. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh, this boy's turnt over here. Jesus. <laughs> no. Does your dad know you're getting so turned in, in his household? He's about to know. He's going to wake up for all this <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yeah, wait. I don't. I, I got to my mic. I'm just gonna my mic until it's so screaming. screaming. Right. All right. Of course. Yang, what was there? Any? Did you have anything specific? Uh, no, no, I've got nothing. Okay. okay, we can move right. on. We can move on. All right. So let's talk about Destiny. Well, we'll have Nick go with what he's been playing. I know he's been playing Destiny, but. Uh yeah, I mean I played through the Taken King and then I didn't play the last DLC. Okay. Um I mean Power. it's it's more of the same. Um Okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. If I had mm-hmm. been playing on consoles, I would probably like I have a lot of the people that I like on YouTube and stuff that have been watching, they're pretty frustrated. But I think the right. fact that the PC release was delayed, it means we're just gonna kinda like Meander right on into the first DLC, so hopefully some oh, some of like yeah. the end game sort of stuff, like the lack of content or however you want to 
phrase it that it will not be as much of an issue. Mm. Um, it's also like, I think a lot of people want it to be like an MMO experience, but it's way more like, I mean, you'll get plenty of hours. We were talking about this before the podcast, but it's like, mm-hmm. like a hundred hours to two, like 200 if you really want to. But I mean, it's not like an endless amount of content. Yeah. It sounds like it has the same, uh, similar, the same criticism can be levied against this game as the first game where people are like, yeah, this just one's just a, a little more interesting. It's, yeah, it is weird because a lot of the things that I don't necessarily like about this game, yeah, are pretty much the same as the previous one, but like they're a little bit better. So it's like they're not huge complaints. There, are, there are improvements, but yeah, there's still a lot of room to improve as well. Hmm. It's a good game just to play with people because I mean, it's the f- first game in a while where it's like I know a lot of people that are playing, so I can, I mean, pretty much any night I can be like hop on and I can play with at least one person. Just kind of do something. Yeah, it's a good community game. Yeah, a social game. Um, yeah, speaking cool. how how have you found Destiny? I mean, I know you're grinding a lot, a lot too. Yeah, That's... I mean, this is my first Destiny. I didn't play any of the first one. I just sort of watched a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I'm on the same lines. I'm really enjoying it. I'm starting to now feel uh, the lack of end game. Not that there's nothing to do, but yeah. You don't if you say you're dump... light level three hundred four, and the cap is three hundred five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he, Ying is at, like, the point where, yeah, the people people are probably starting to get frustrated. Yeah, and I'm, like, it's not, and I'm not actually that frustrated. Like, I put a lot of time into it, and I've definitely got my money's worth <laughs> out of it. So I'm definitely, like, hoping to transition now into a into a state where I'm, like, hopping on, like, maybe two or three times a week just to sort of do the yeah. do the activities for the reset. And then, you know, basically it's that's all I'm looking for now. Because uh, right. I'm, I'm kind of getting over the honeymoon phase of, like, being really excited for, like, playing my first Destiny and... Uh, yeah basically just like getting everything leveled up. And so it's actually going to be nice because my life has been consumed by destiny. Although <clears throat> uh, yesterday with uh, a bunch of the guys who were in the KB mod clan, we tried to give the prestige raid uh, a shot, oh, which if you're not familiar with the prestige oh. raid, it's just basically the raid. And then everything gets ramped up in difficulty, like add it harder. Um, all the, the tasks you have to do have like an extra mechanic to make things a little more difficult, but mm. <laughs> we didn't make it, but that's not really why, why this is funny to me. <laughs> Um, so there's, I don't know what it was about, about yesterday, but, uh, Timmy, uh, Timmy at the queue was the one who was sort of guiding us through everything. He usually takes sort of like a leadership role whenever we start to do these things, but mm-hmm. something about yesterday is like, can you imagine the stereotypical situation where there is like an angry dad on a road trip with his five mm. kids yep. who just won't stop being little shits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like, was fed up. That's raid was. <laughs> Like, Timmy would explain something for, like, 20 minutes, and then he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, uh, all right, so everyone good? Everyone got that? Are you ready to go? Someone would no. hear someone's mic pop on and be like, sorry, I was on the phone. What did you say? Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and then he would repeat it, and then they'd be like, no, no, I heard you the first time. I just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> oh, my. I understand God. his frustration, then. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty like, annoying. Like, we started off just fine, but I think a lot of us started to fall off in terms of the difficulty and trying over and over and over yeah. again. And instead yeah. of just quitting, we just started being idiots about it. So, anyway. How long was, were you at this for? Yeah. I, I want to say we started, uh, we were probably at it for, like, maybe four or five hours. Ooh, Jesus. Uh, and we made, like, good progress, but we got stuck. <laughs> we got stuck at one part where it's the part we ended up giving up on because we just don't have... 
I don't know, the gear to deal with all the ads because everything just hits harder. So we were just dying to ads and not even able to complete the objective, but we'll give it another shot. <laughs> I mean, if Timmy's willing after that, but um, yeah, no, overall I've been enjoying Destiny. I'm happy to be, uh, to, to be getting it to a point where I can play the game a little more casually now that yeah. I'm not super, super. Are you doing three characters? I will be eventually. Yeah. I only have two okay. right now. Man, you're not, you got to get on that. That's, the thing is, the, the last character addiction. I need to do is a, is a hunter, and I've not heard great things about the hunter. Mm, my second character's a hunter. I kind of like it. Okay. The I mean, I'm going to do it eventually regardless. Then the warlock jump. I hate the warlock jump. Yeah, it's very floaty. So, as somebody that... So, do you guys play the PvP much? Uh, I only play PvP, PvP when it's a quest, basically. Yeah. Quick, I mean, play, I'll do quick play is a good, like, distraction, I guess. Like, you can play a few matches here and there, but it's not, like, I'm there for PvE for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I'm sort of the same way. I'll do I'll do the PvP for a quest, and then I'll do trials with KB Mod. I have yet to do trials, because I also... I play on my living room PC, so I'm on a controller most of the time, so it's like... I would just get pooped on. So happy with your purchases, though, both of you, overall? Like, you're yeah, I it, like, the yeah. I'm not, like, uh overjoyed or anything, but it is... I mean, clearly, I, I put, like... I looked at, like, the time played thing, and it's like... I'm in the 40-hour range, somewhere in there. And okay. for me, like, uh, I don't play video games that much at, the, yeah. at this point. So, like, if you can get me to play in dozens of hours of any game, that's pretty impressive. How do you or like not, it compared well, to... Like, what's what's your canonical review of it compared to Destiny 1? Because you're, I think, the only, the only one that really played that amounts of... Um... See, well, like, Destiny after all the DLCs, or, like, Destiny when it came out, like, Vanilla Destiny. Like, Vanilla Destiny both, 1 versus Vanilla Destiny I don't Destiny really two. have a perspective on what, like, like Vanilla I, know, Destiny, I know there's a big difference, but... Vanilla Destiny 1, I would probably, like, on a 1 to 10 scale, it would probably be, like, like a 4 to a 5, maybe closer to 5-ish. I would say probably Destiny 1 after all the DLCs. I mean, I didn't play the very last DLC, so take my opinion with a grain of salt if you're, like, a vet, but... Uh, maybe like a like a six ish, and like Destiny Two is like a pretty solid seven. Maybe you could probably argue for like an eight, but I feel like there's there's still a lot of room for improvement as far as just an RPG okay. in general. All right, it was there. Cool. Um, all right, and then I'll go. I mean, because Yang, you haven't been playing anything else besides Destiny, really, right? All that no, much not or? really. No. Okay. I mean, other than we, I was the only time I've ever played a different game was when you directly hit me up to play Unfortunate Spaceman. Oh, that's right, that Unfortunate. Yeah, we played Unfortunate. Yeah, this week, just still fun. Um, I have that. We should play it at some point. That game is, yeah, that game is fucking super fun with the group. Um, so yeah, uh, I've the the big game that I've been playing that's that's new and that I finished this week was um, South Park: The Fractured Butthole, and. Mm. Holy fuck. I, to me, that game, I don't know. I read mixed things on it. People said it wasn't as good as the. Is it my mic again? <laughs> I accidentally hit the goddamn thing again. It's so, it's your so, mic. It's so bad. I just love it. It was so bad. It was so bad. Is it better now? Yeah, it's fine. 
I just I keep oh. going up to the fall I keep going up to the following thing on the Twitch app to because I want to go see the chat and then I end up hitting the microphone oh. volume thing and it just fucks it up for some reason. And I think that about the fact awesome. that we that this is our three hundredth episode and we've had more technical difficulties this episode than the past hundred combined. Right. No. Uh, you know All right. How does that even happen? Oh God. Anyway, um, so yeah, South Park, uh, the fractured uh, butthole, like. Um, I know I heard mixed things. Some people said it wasn't as good as Stick of Truth and stuff like that. And I really enjoy Stick of Truth. I don't really generally enjoy RPGs and stuff in general, but like uh, Stick of Truth is just an incredible game. It's like playing a prolonged South Park episode, but like the combat's really fun. The exploring's rewarding, all that kind of stuff. So I really like the first one. I played this. Um, and for me, the entire, like I-, I was kind of told like it kind of drags on at the end, which is very true. It does kind of drag on longer than you would expect. There's like a couple false endings in the game, but to me, the payoff at the end of not to spoil anything, a fractured butthole is, was fucking legendary. And I won't really spoil it because the kind of entire game builds up uh, to the ending. Uh, But like, as far as like the the combat's deeper in this one than the first, I think it's maybe a little bit longer depending on if you try to do everything in the game than the first one. I had no technical difficulties. I know a lot of people did. So that, I think that also affected reviews, but for me, like, I didn't expect it to be near as like quite as good as the first game, and to me, it was it even surpassed uh, the Stick of Truth, which I think is a fantastic game and was like really highly rated. So I cannot recommend um, that game enough. And that's I mean, it's a six dollar game, and I I mean, I took my time and stuff. I think on average, it's anywhere from like nineteen to twenty something hours for people. I ended up with like twenty four hours. I had one more thing to collect that I hadn't collected, and other than that, I'd done like all the side quests pretty much that I could. Um, but yeah, that was that was really really fantastic. Um, so definitely recommend that game, if, especially if you liked, if you enjoyed uh, the first one. Um, I think it's just better and more fleshed out even than the first the first game was. And then cool. uh, additionally, I'm continuing to play NBA 2K18. Uh, uh, my character is now um, after 40, I don't know, 42 hours of gameplay time. My character is now a 72. Uh, I started at 60, so I've gone for a whole 12 levels. Still not buying any of the in-game virtual currency. And uh, we're we're still we're now averaging ten point three points a game from my character. He's shooting uh, just over thirty percent uh, from the field. Um, I'm averaging like four assists a game. Uh, you know, we're really seeing you know, my guys really starting to take off uh, in the NBA. So um, continue to to enjoy that grind in a weird way. It's like everyone's grinding Destiny, and I'm grinding. Yeah, fucking, you. Could, you I was about care. to say you should be grinding, but instead you're shooting <laughs> hoots. I'm shooting hoops. I can't stop. It's, I'm so addicted to that. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else besides that. Those were the main newer ones. I haven't played Counter Strike in like I don't know two or three weeks. There's just been two. There's been so many games that have. I mean, this is like a good time to be playing newer games because this is the tis the, the Destiny season. two the Destiny two like call, like search and destroy mode with Timmy this mm. week. Yeah, He's doing calls like a dude. Fucking that shit is. That shit's fun. I love their search. I love the well, 4v4. Almost exclusively your experience with Destiny, hasn't it, Scott? Like, that's yes, all you I pretty much only PvP play PvP. Yeah, really? I pretty much only play PvP. What do we have to do to get yeah. you to play? What's the I'm barrier? Not, I just, if I'm going to play it, I'm not going to stream. Like, I don't really want to stream the PvE stuff. I would just have to be, like, down to play after, like, streaming or mm. before or something like that. Yes. But I, I mean, mean, I don't most, know. Most of my fun, at least, as far as, like, when I'm really enjoying Destiny is, like, when I'm well, it's not even really what you're doing. It's just like being in a in a Discord or something with people and just yeah, no, it would be fun. With you, right? Yeah, it'd be fun with people. 
Um, I also I did fail to mention that um, I did play zombie the the new zombies for the new Call of Duty, and also I still not to go to bat for Activision or the new Call of Duty, but the actual gameplay of the new Call of Duty is definitely the best it's been in forever. It's it's really fun. So I'm just waiting for people. If the servers stay up, well, not that they stay up, but I think it's going to be pretty populated. I mean, we'll see. People are saying it's going to die in a month. I don't think so. How many people so. are on right now? That's a good question. I would have to look at the numbers. But, I mean, I never oh, have issues, see? like, playing or getting a game. Like, it, it's never – I mean, yeah. I know it just came out, but we'll have to see. But it's like – I think when it goes on sale, there'll be a lot more people. Yeah, a lot more people getting it. I always feel like Call after a while. It's just going to go down to, like, just TDM, just DOM, and, like, just hardcore and S&D. Hmm. It's like – and yeah. someone like me. I love Kill Confirmed. I love Capture the Flag in Call yeah. of Duty. And, like, no Destiny one's – Destiny has a Kill Confirmed mode, dude. Come on. I'm buying it instantly. Gotcha. <laughs> so, wait, what is that? 16? I can't – is it 16K? 16,000 right now. Oh, their peak like, was 46. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty good, actually. Bad. I mean, that's like sixteen thousand. Yeah, for a PC models. release, it's been worse. Yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's yeah. the other thing is everyone on console that I've been seeing on my timeline has been saying the servers for console have been terrible, and I haven't. Yeah, I was hearing seen for that for PC. Like it doesn't seem near as bad. Like so. Um. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for people to get it when it like goes cheaper. They can get it because yeah. it would be fun to do like even custom games and stuff, and then that way you can source whatever games you want. It doesn't matter anyway, but. That's doing pretty well comparatively, because like Infinite Warfare peaked at 15k all time. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. really bad them. Holy Definitely. Shit. It's pretty crazy that uh, Call of Duty has custom games, and the people that made Halo their current <laughs> game does not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I find that's pretty pretty hilarious. That yeah. is actually crazy. There are no custom games in Destiny, huh? That's... No, they they're doing private match betas, and like I think that might be like the next DLC or something, or for some patch or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do find it hilarious that a lot of like people's complaints about Destiny is the PvP, and it's like these are the people that made Halo. Obviously, it's like uh, it's not all the exact same people and everything, but it's the studio yeah. made Halo. It's like you would think they would have like a pretty strong grasp on PvP, but apparently they're, yeah. they're still pretty. I think it probably has to do with balancing everything coming from the PVE and moving into PvP. That's but, what I was gonna say because I'm sure that is a challenging thing to balance and. It, Destiny 1, it was definitely all over the place. It was very spammy with a lot of abilities and all that, but yeah. I don't know why. I keep bringing it back to Destiny even when people are talking about other games because, you know, it's the only game that matters. Yeah, the only that's game true. That matters to me. Um, all right. Well, if nobody else has anything they've been eating, Katie's done anything else real quick before we move on to the <laughs> what next? What are you eating? That's all I'm I've not, eaten. I'm just when did we go to eating? I played. No, things. I'm just. I'm making sure you were. You were very. Yeah, you were very. Very. Dead meat. Dead meat. You're drunk. It's been like 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I, mm. All right. That's all right. right. Well, I'd love we'll to move talk on. About what I've been playing. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What, what have you been playing? So, uh, the new uh, Sonic game came out, which has been getting pretty. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ying was Ying was in the stream when I played that. It was it was a dumpster fire. It was. Oh my god. What's What's the name of it? What's its, its name? It's called Sonic Forces. Sonic and, Forces. And uh, it's the new 3D Sonic game. That's it, it, like Sonic Mania came out, and it was it was pretty great, amazing game. And they tried a 3D Sonic game again this year. So Sonic Forces used like the boost style gameplay. Because, like, you know, Sonic Generations, amazing game. Sonic Colors, awesome game. 
those all use the same kind of control. Sonic Unleashed was really good. And so you see Sonic Forces, you're like, okay, well, boom. This, you know, it's got the, that good gameplay. How are they going to fuck this up? Well, guess what, dudes? They fucked it up. I don't know how, but they yeah. ruined the control in that game. Everything is terrible. The storyline is like, think about any Sonic game you've ever played and how you're like, oh, man, I really don't like how edgy they're trying to be. That's the entire plot of Sonic Forces. It starts off, Eggman summons every villain from every past Sonic game and kills Sonic, and literally in the game, locks him in prison and tortures him for six months while Tails is has lost it and is in agony. I'm not kidding. That is the plot of the video game. And you break Sonic out of prison, and basically you do a bunch of shit, and the game is over with, including the extra levels. It's over in less than four hours. For this forty dollar game, wow! It's That's yeah. forty dollars. Travesty. It's forty dollars a sixty. So yeah, I respect that. You beat the main storyline in three hours, and like there wow. are really lame extra missions you can do. And if you really want to just live agony, you can replay the levels and try to collect all the red rings. Which oh, you do those, you can collect all the moon rings to collect, and then I think eventually at some point you get supersonic as a reward. But at that point. What are you living in your life to like have actually been, you know, to go after all those collectibles? The game sucks. I, I mean, there are some positives. It looks great. The soundtrack is hit or miss. And I mean, mm. and like the biggest misses possible. Like some of the songs are actually some legit bangers. And then, like, oh, so <laughs> the soundtrack oh, of that game is that someone plugged in their iPod and hit shuffle. Uh, yeah, really exactly. It's like there'll be really good techno songs, really good retro like remixes, mm. and then the last level, the pace will kind of like the plot is like it, the plot. The final battle of the game looks like one of those. Yang, I think you said this. It looks like one of those shitty like Newgrounds fight videos or like those <laughs> oh, no. battle videos where they're like in this impossibly big crater, and it's like the Sonic characters and all these OCs, and then the other side mm. is like. 300 Shadow the Hedgehogs, 300 Chaos <laughs> Enemies. Like, it's just so bad. And then you start the level, and the, the song is like, sun is shining in the sky tonight. And you're like, <laughs> I, I had to, like, stop the game. It was just so jarring. I could not believe that that Jesus. made it through the level. And it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, Sonic Colors, like how the music in that was just, like, so bad it was good. In Sonic Forces, mm. <clears throat> sometimes it's so bad. Like, one time Eggman's like, oh, Sonic, check this out. I've got the null space. Anything that gets sucks into the null space can never leave. Sonic gets sucks into the null space. Next level is called null space. Sonic's like, man, this place is a real doze town. Let's get out of here. Within 20 seconds of running really fast, he escapes null space, and the game progresses as normal. The plot is so poorly written. <laughs> yeah, it they introduce wow. all these enemies. Chaos doesn't even have a boss fight. Metal Sonic, I think, is killed off screen. I think he might have one really bad off uh, like boss fight, and it's just mm. it was so bad. But I I'm just really disappointed because I really want them to make a good 3D Sonic game, and they still haven't done this yet. Mm. But um, just let it die as as an IP. Yeah. yeah, let it die. But I mean, I did go back to Sonic Generations, and that game is still great. So if you want a good Sonic game, that's 3D. So, so again, what's your actual? So forty dollars, you played through it. What is your? So <sighs> past it's cheaper if you want to experience it. I would wait until it was like fifteen dollars, maybe mm -hmm. to pick it up. And even okay. if you're, it's like people are defending it. Like, right. I would give it like a like a five six out of ten. 
okay. for that game. I mean, some people like it, but I, the main thing that just upsets me is how they took this control that worked so well, and somehow, like, when you're moving around in 3D, like, they really restricted a lot of your 3D movement. It's so much of that game feels on rails. Like, in the past 3D Sonic games, there have been ways where, like, oh, you there are these tight corners you can drift. They don't even have drifting anymore because the game will curve you in that direction when you're moving. It controls terrible. If you jump, you're dedicated in that direction. You can't influence it any, like, a- at all. And it's just, anyway, I could talk forever about how badly it controls, but just take my word for it. It controls badly. Okay. But I played that, but I also played probably my game of the year this year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, uh, Miles, uh, Katie's and Howdy himself. Uh, I'll drop him in the chat real quick because I want him to be here. Oh, us. yes. The e- oh, <laughs> that's right. There he is. Yes. Yeah, he left his Switch, his Nintendo Switch in my place, and was like, you know what, you can just go ahead and hold on to it. And uh, he had Mario Odyssey, and so I I played mm. the shit out of that, and that game is just fucking incredible. It's mm. so damn good. Like, I really love what they did with the structure. Like, compared to, like, the Galaxy or, like, Sunshine, where it's, like, they're pretty open levels, but you're pretty much going to one goal. It feels like, what if you took Mario 64, and you could, like, grab a star, and then you don't get booted to a hub world. It just keeps yeah. going. And the games are, like, huge, levels are huge, and there's so many different things to accomplish. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's such a well-polished game. There is one level, like, people have talked about, like, the festival level of the game and how it's just, like, one of the mo- the best, most uplifting levels in a game. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And then I played it, and, like, I legitimately started crying, like, within, like, like 10 seconds of playing that level just because of the atmosphere they built and, like, what the level is doing. Like, I'm not going to spoil it because I want people to play this. But it was. I've heard just, a lot of comparisons like, to 64. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it really does. As far as like, it feels kind of almost sandboxy, where it's like, yeah. Do you want to go? Like that, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's it's really the, the there's a lot of freedom, and the way it's designed really is like, it's been a while. It, it's kind of like Spyro Three. I feel like where all the eggs you can get, they're kind of you know you can do whatever you want, and the way the levels are designed. It's so cool. Like, you don't see this so much in games where they, like, encourage you to break the game. Like, you see the obvious mm-hmm. way you're supposed to go, and then you're like, well, I can. T- well, what if I pull off this stupid hard-to-do but possible jump up here, and I don't even have to do all that. I can just do this crazy jump to skip all the level. You don't feel like you're breaking anything. Sometimes the game rewards you for just going off the beaten path to such an extent where you feel like you're breaking the game. And, like, the game just rewards you for that. I love when, like... It, it rewards you for being smart and just exploring everything, and it's just phenomenal. So, like, right now, I feel like my game of the year is probably Mario Odyssey, and my my PC game of the year is probably Nier Automata. But um, yeah, I was I was just really happy I played that. There, it's like you beat the game, and then after you beat it, every level is just repopulated with about like twice, if not like three times as many moons or stars to collect. And there, it's there. I think there are a total of like eight hundred something stars in this fucking game. It's like such a mm-hmm. big amount of content to do. So, yeah, that game has been incredible. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. So yeah, cool. pretty right. good so and bad cost? week. The the switch is like two ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. 
It's, you're probably I've, heard really good, I've heard a lot of really good things about Mario and about. It Zelda, sounds like so the Switch like... Killer app, basically for every like exactly that. And like I, I wouldn't say Breath of the Wild for the Switch. I mean, it's great mm-hmm. for the Switch, but I mean, it's also on Wii U, so you can't really call it exclusive because you can just right. emulate it and play it at 60 FPS. So instead of yeah. dropping to 20 FPS all the time, it fucking <laughs> blows. Sorry, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Breath of the Wild is great too. I feel like I'm like I'm. Kind of anticipating like a like a a second version of the Switch with like some improvements yeah. or something like maybe like a bigger battery or something like that. There are definitely some great improvements to make. Like I have it behind me. I'm not gonna grab it and pull it out, but like the way the controllers are, like the really slim controllers don't really feel when you put them in like the Joy-Con grip. It's not really that ergonomic. You could buy the Pro controller, mm. but they're like seventy dollars. Yeah. Uh, so like mm. they can make some ergonomic tweets there, but. As far as just a system, I'm really impressed with, like, all the – there's no extra processing going on on the dock. It's all going on on the tablet. I'm really impressed with, like, what they're able to accomplish with that small hardware. And it's just – it's really impressive because you think about, like, what if you have a power outage? You're not screwed because it's not going to turn off the switch, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's a tablet pretty much. So it's a really cool system. Uh, And, like – Having this hands-on with it playing Mario has really kind of sold me on the Switch as well. So I, I think that's – I think I'll work towards that later on. Yeah, and, and the Joy-Cons are pretty good quality also. But I fucking hate those little grips you slide on there. I, I struggle with those, dude. I cannot get those off sometimes. <laughs> but no, they're it's, – the Switch is cool, and Mario Odyssey is great. You probably won't cry like me because I'm a little bitch. But uh, Yeah, probably not. I'm not a fucking pussy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Right. At least you're yeah. honest though, about about how it impacted you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was so good. Sweet. All right. Well, let's real quick before we jump into some news here, we've got um some stuff that's been happening on the website. And actually, our boy Brad with two two reviews um on the website. The first one is the uh Sennheiser GSP three hundred, uh, which is a uh their kind of foray into what I understand to be like kind of affordable gaming headphones. And so you can check that out on the website, uh, see what Brad has to say about those. And then the yep, second is a nice, uh, he's got some nice high quality like gifts in the review. Itself, yeah. Which is nice. Like I, at first I thought it was auto playing video, but thank God it's not, there's no audio. It's just like showing you, yep. uh, showing you the product and like pulling down the microphone and stuff. But yeah, check out that review. Cause it's, uh, I, I actually didn't realize these were out, but, these kind of look like the little brother yeah. to um, to the the Sennheisers that I've used for quite a while yeah. like at work. Yeah. Um, and 100 bucks is like a, a lot better price point than um, the Game 1s and Game Zeros, which I think are normally like close to 200 So, mm-hmm. yeah, seems like a good, a good addition to their lineup. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he did a really good uh, job with that, uh, with that write-up. And then the second thing that he did was the Gigabyte... Uh, 10 gigabyte express, I believe it Not is. The gigabit, we're talking gigabit, about excuse me. Speed. Oh, yes, networking, excuse me, yes. Gigabit, which again, express, which I, looking at this, I was like, what? I don't have an, I, my network. <laughs> I could put this in, but it doesn't fucking matter for me because I got Comcast, boys. But, uh, <laughs> depending on what you're connected to, if you're connected to fiber or whatever else, um, you can take a look at uh, his breakdown of uh, of this product as well. So I appreciate that he um, embedded uh, the the marketing chart provided by Gigabyte, which literally just says up to 10x faster 
than a one gigabit per second. Thanks. And then there's two, there's two bar lines. One of them is one tenth what the other one is. (laughs) Oh shit. Wow. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, some good work by Brad this uh, this week on the website, so definitely check that out, as well as, of course, the multi-stream, the forums, the build guides if you want to get a friend or uh, if you have a friend who wants to um, build something. I feel like people always come in my chat. I had a couple questions this week about people being like, dude, I want a PC, but do I build one or do I buy one? It's always like, fucking build one and go to kvmod.com and look at yeah, the build guides. An update, so, real quick update on uh the build guides. They're a little bit out of date right now, but uh, I've been holding off on doing new ones because... Mm-hmm. We talk, I think we might have talked about this before, but the 8700K, which is kind of the we new, did. the new sweet spot i7, um, processor has been out of stock for like basically since it launched. And it's still, I checked today, it's still out of stock on Amazon mm-hmm. and Newegg. So I've been holding off on doing new guides because if someone asked me today, like, it, what, what should I build at this price point? I would tell them, can you wait like a month or two until these chips are actually in stock? Because if you build today mm-hmm. without that chip, you're basically building, you're like building a computer that's slightly behind the eight ball compared to what's available. Right. So, um, right. so yeah, we're kind of holding off on build guides at the moment because I want to do one that has an 8700K in it, but I can't do yeah. that because they're literally out of stock everywhere. And so I don't, I'm not even sure what the price is because like they might be, they might be price gouging and stuff. So. If you've been if you've been waiting for a new build guide, I would say if you have to build right this second and you can't wait a little bit longer, um, then use our current one. Or um, alternately, I mean, we'll have another podcast before Black Friday hits, but um, Black Friday is coming up. So if you're kind of trying to look for a good deal, then I would say l- take a look at our build guide for ideas. But then if you're not like if you're not as concerned about the specific brands we put in the build guide. Um, keep an eye out on Black Friday deals because if you're willing to like go with a slightly different brand or slightly different model, um, you can get some crazy tech deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So just keep that in mind. All right. So check that out. Uh, check that stuff out on the website. And you know, jumping from <laughs> oh god. All right. I have a segue here. Just let me uh, let me formulate it. You know, we're talking about. Build guides and, you know, in those build guides, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have an Intel processor. You know, you're probably going to have NVIDIA video card. It's possible you could have an AMD video card, depending on what you decide to, to go with. But what if I told you that Intel, you know, the long, uh, embattled company, uh, with AMD has decided to join forces with that company, uh, to battle NVIDIA? What if I told you that Intel and AMD, Definitely no strangers, no strangers to conflict. Uh, they're like, yo, NVIDIA, we need, we need to take you down a peg and we're going to have to do what we need to work together. I thought this was, when I saw the headline for this, I, I was trying to figure out like the motivations exactly of, of why they're doing this. As we kind of jump into the article, it makes a little bit more, uh, sense. Um, my, my but first off Brandon, here was, was yeah. like, we've done 300 of these podcast episodes. And if you yes. had asked me, if we would ever hear that Intel and AMD were going to team up on a project, <laughs> I would scared. tell you we wouldn't hear that in any podcast we ever do. We, we would, it would take 3,000 no. episodes before we'd hear that. But sure enough, <laughs> yes. Intel and AMD teaming up to take, basically to take on NVIDIA. Um, yeah. And it's it sounds like they're, they're, dire. 
they're uh i think they're pretty much trying to um take on they they want to put amd technology into intel chips for the notebook market right. um yep so i guess it, it you know if you've been looking at we don't really talk about the notebook market that often but amd has been a pretty strong player in kind of the the thin and light type devices not so much in desktops and um, not so much in phones but in like in the stuff in between that right the the stuff that's uh that's like smaller notebooks and things like that um yeah. so yeah i mean kind of out of left field <laughs> but intel and amd gonna work together and uh we don't really know like we don't really know that much about it um but they've yeah. You know, they they put out a press release and whatever, like they're making a big deal of it. Um, yep. It's just so weird that I guess when you have these large companies that work on so many different things and have so many different business units that it, I guess they, it was always like possible that they could become frenemies where like they're working together in this one space, but then they compete uh, in this other space. Um, and I guess that's, that's kind of what we see here. You know, obviously like they're still going to, at each other's throats for desktop computing um but then when it comes to graphics you know intel intel's a little bit behind the eight ball there so um there's a lot like a lot of interesting um detail in uh in a pc world article here they talked to they talked to some people from intel and amd um and there's some more there's some more details here but if you care about that i would say dig into the the gnarly details um but we'll we'll probably see that come to fruition with uh with future notebooks. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting one of the I thought one of the interesting parts towards the end of the article was talking about how like with this partnership Intel's going to be responsible for supplying the drivers for the Radeon <laughs> GPU. Uh so <laughs> the company engineers won't write the original code, so like I guess they're going to trans like I don't know. Like they said, they said that they're working closely with AMD's Radeon business to supply day one drivers. But it's like, anyway, it's just interesting stuff because obviously these these companies, you know, competitors in at least one part of the marketplace, like you're talking about, Brandon. But then now working together, and it's like also kind of responsible for different pieces of how this will come together. It's like just funny. It's just weird to read. So, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think it, you know, you can kind of tell that Intel's. I think Intel's scared of Nvidia. Uh, yes, too, I was going to say that. Dominant. Should... Yeah, exactly. It'd be interesting to see, like the fact that they're doing this. I was going to say that's the other facet of this is, you know, they got to be a li- not necessarily on their back foot, but they're like, we, you know, to make a decision like this is, you know, not maybe purely based out of fear, but feeling like they don't really, they're going to, if they have any opportunity to gain any kind of ground, they're going to do it, even if it's teaming up with Nvidia. Yeah, and so. I wonder if I wonder if maybe Intel was able to get, you know, good like good deal terms because mm-hmm. I think AMD AMD in the graphics arena is probably concerned just for their existence, right? Like NVIDIA has right. NVIDIA has gained power and like AMD has uh has has had some some good recent quarters with their new products. Um, right. and they you know they're comparing more favorably to NVIDIA. But it's still you know NVIDIA is still the top dog in the graphics market. So I wonder like I wonder how this deal t- came together and how long they've been working on it. Um, but it does seem like Intel and AMD both are like concerned, would would have reason to be concerned with NVIDIA becoming more dominant um, because both mm-hmm. of them, like Intel can't necessarily afford to lose out on having a good graphics chip in these light computers. And AMD mm-hmm. can't afford for NVIDIA 
to own this market. So like both of them can't don't want to don't want to let Nvidia gain a foothold here, but neither one really has the power to like compete themselves. That's kind of my yeah. my read on the situation. So it's a, it's mm. like a sort of unlikely partnership, but also in this case it's like Intel's the top dog on the CPU side. AMD has better technology on the graphics side than Intel. And Intel needs to have like a chip that can that that has better graphics than Intel has traditionally done in uh in like their baked in chips. So, right. Interesting to see nice. and it sounds like they're not targeting value computers here. It's going to be like the the 1000 plus market, like 1200 plus market. So, you know, we could this I I could see this stuff in like sort of MacBook style um notebooks like ultrabooks, you know, small small form factor but kind of higher end hardware. Interesting, interesting stuff. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Definitely. We'll keep an eye on it. So obviously pretty shocking headline, but makes sense. Their powers combined. We'll see what they can do up, up against Nvidia. That Moving was not on the from only that. shocking headline this week, Scott. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yay. That wasn't Brandon. <laughs> the the other shocking headline was this little doozy. EA is set to acquire Respawn Entertainment. Here's my and question. Is that shocking? Because I'm not very shocked. Yeah, it's a very very unshocked. Didn't they? More, I mean, more so the that timing, the fact that they just like the timing, the timing. is maybe the shocking part because we just had a news story uh, recently that they, they just closed down, down Visceral, and so yeah. it's like it's just weird timing. And I'm sure it doesn't. It's not weird because like EA is a large company, and so these two things presumably are not related. Um, mm-hmm. But it sounds like also something I learned, uh, and I didn't know this when I just read the press release, but. Uh, it sounds like this was brought on because um, Nexon was made a bid mm-hmm. to buy Respawn, and EA exercised a contractual right to match the offer and then outbid Nexon. So it sounds yeah. like EA basically didn't want to lose the you know they didn't want to lose control effectively of the Titanfall franchise, which you know EA That's has right. published the Titanfall games. So there's been a close. Um, pretty close relationship between Respawn and EA since the start. Um, the thing that surprised me was just was the price. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the, half a billion basically. Yeah, yeah so basically. it's 151 million cash, 160 right. up to 164 million in stock <laughs> options, and up to 140 million based on my, like milestones and achievements relating to future titles. So presumably like bonuses and stuff. Depending on how well their future games perform, so a total I'm value. Really curious what their Star Wars game is. Yeah, that's that they're true. working on. Like total value Cause... up to four hundred and fifty-five million dollars. That just is bonkers to me. Like, in what world would I would I ever imagine Respawn is worth nearly no. half a billion dollars? It just seems crazy. That's eighth of what Star Wars sold for, I think. Right. <laughs> right. right. That seems insane. I, I mean, I don't even know how well. I mean, I know that the second Titanfall, like people really enjoyed, and but did it even sell that well? I, I felt like that was the issue. It? Yeah, it didn't sell. That very was the well. issue is they put it between um, Battlefield and Call of Duty, so yeah. the launch sales were not yeah. very good. So, right. like, honestly, right. I know a lot of people are seeing this, and they're like, they're basically seeing it as like a like a death is imminent for respawn because they're being handed over to EA. And I totally get that perspective because that is clearly a 
that's no track record, but, um, like EA already fucked around with respawn before they even owned them. Like they, they, they pretty much shit on Titanfall 2's lawn before yeah. they, they were, even when they were just a publisher. So right. like, I, I get why people are upset that Espawn is picking him up, but like respawns only, um, two games are published by EA. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's like, I'm just happy like that there's a Titanfall 3 happening at all. Yes, Cause like after the, after the launch yeah. of Titanfall 2 and the sales, I was like, this might be it. It might be like we get the good sequel and then that's it. What how, much, how much of this purchase do you think? I mean, obviously if it was, if it was competing against Nexon, like part of it was just protecting, you know, something they had control over and didn't want to lose. But do you think with, right. with the purchase, they will look to make Titanfall like sort of another tentpole EA franchise, the way that Battlefield Yeah, is. I don't know. That must be something that they're trying to do. I mean, that definitely that, that was what they've always, they've always been, they have always been, that they've always been trying to do, especially yeah. since the first one. They definitely wanted the first one to take off, and then, I don't know, it didn't really necessarily stick as much, and then people were kind of wary of the sequel and the release date and all that. But, yeah, just the, like, I guess they want it to be, like, a, up there with their Battlefield, all those kinds of things. But I feel like you wouldn't yeah, pay this much for it unless you. Unless yeah, you I mean, really but that also wanted, yeah. comes back to the Star Wars thing. Like, do they th- what? I don't. I don't know exactly what the details of their Star Wars game are. Is it like a multiplayer yeah. game where they think it's going to be like that they're going to recoup all their all the money that they're investing. Like, I don't know because maybe so. Maybe if you just have one big Star Wars game, like, like yeah, what do you what think I'm Battle? Doing. What's Battlefront going to sell? Like, like Call of Duty did like five hundred mil, right? In like the first weekend or something. It's like, yeah, 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 that's a single release. So it's like, there must be something there that they think is going to. So. Yeah. I, isn't it? It's a single player. It, well, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be single player game, but isn't it? Oh yeah. Is this the one on, with like, the, uh, with the, the lady from, or she, uh, did she stop working? Like it was some, yeah. somebody from Uncharted or something like that. Yes. That was the um, one that was working on it. I think yeah. Maybe they think that's going to be huge. And I mean, it is Star Wars, so it's probably going to sell pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, super. I can see Titanfall. Like, Titanfall could yeah. could definitely like. There's, it's it's Titanfall Two is great. It's like if you could redo it again and mm-hmm. put it somewhere reasonable to release, like it could definitely do well. Yeah, and I'm super down. Da- like I'm I'm down for like. I mean, again, we obviously think of Uncharted, so it's like really really solid single player. It's like if 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 there's, I don't know, like the Star Wars game that that really. I don't really think there has been a really good single player Star Wars experience in a very long time, right? I mean, yeah, there's going to be while. single player with Battlefront and and I that's know, still maybe. to be determined. But to be determined how good that is. But like, yeah, uh, maybe they see that, maybe they see Titanfall as being a tentpole like you were saying Brandon, like they're going to try to turn it into and and again, like a lot of the Titanfall stuff was like the game was really good, like critically, like people really liked it. And yeah. then it was like it was just the worst decisions of like release time, just bizarre. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they must have done it because like they had those goals like far in advance or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the odd thing too of... is like I would oddly rather see Respawn be in the hands of EA than Nexon. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, <laughs> I, that's what I feel like is the is sort of the background here. That how much of yeah. this is just like when EA hears that Nexon is trying to buy them. How much of it is just like yeah. scrambling to say, "Oh wow, we have like we have so much going on with them already with this star the Star Wars thing." Right. You know, we already we've been talking about Titanfall three. Like, how much of this is just 
EA trying to trying to claw together a bid because it's like we can't lose this studio that we have multiple mm-hmm. ongoing projects with to Nexon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm sure Nexon could probably. There's definitely a the Titanfall free to play model is there. Like you could definitely do it, but yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about Nexon. Well, apparently, apparently Nexon is the publisher for a mobile spinoff of a Titanfall. Game. Oh yeah, they do have a mobile game. That is right. Yeah. But I mean, pro- props to props to respawn because uh, I imagine yeah. all those employees will do very well. Like I don't know how many employees they have, but I don't think it's that many. And getting a four hundred fifty yeah. potentially four hundred fifty five million dollar buyout, that's a pretty awesome payday for for those yeah. folks. That's pretty solid yeah. for them. Um all right. Well, again, we'll keep our eye on that and def- our eye on that and see what happens. Like I want to hear more about that Star Wars game whenever it gets revealed. And again, yeah, yeah for people that like the we'll Titanfall hear about franchise. That soon. Yeah. Like I wonder exciting. if that's if which one will come first, Titanfall three or the Star Wars game. Yeah. I feel like Star Wars because it's been talked about for like a while. Yeah, probably. Or anything. Um all right. Well, jumping from companies that are acquiring personnel oh, and people. Uh <laughs> how about a company that's Fantastic. deciding to cut? to cut some people and that company folks is telltale games telltale games has cut 90 staff which is about 25 percent of its workforce so i'm gonna let you do that math real quick um they have a lot of people working at telltale and a lot more you were saying nick in the pre-show a lot more than you would think would work there especially considering Again, not to, I, again, I'm, it's, it's, it's a bummer that a bunch of people are losing their job. That's never good. But like when we look at Telltale games and we constantly talk about the engine that hasn't been updated and yeah, forever, the games are very copy pasty, yeah. right? It's like, it's mostly they, story. They got the formula down, but yeah, they're not really changing. Like, uh, is, is this amount of people necessary right. for your output? I understand they're doing, they're always doing like m- multiple projects at one time. Like they're always churning shit out, but. Right. Like, that just seems like a, that's way too much. I was surprised. Like, I mean, 360, 370 staff. Yeah. Like, that is, that is a much larger company than I would have guessed Telltale was. Like, I would have, I would have thought a a company like Telltale maybe be a hundred people. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'd say, yeah, I'd say around a hundred. I would, I would think so. I mean, again, maybe that's what they're realizing. I mean, they had a lot of success. They've sold tons of copies of different games and franchises that they've yeah. done. So for going maybe, off like, of their Batman game, it feels like ten people. Am I right? <laughs> God, um, no, it's true though. It's like I, 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 so yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I feel like I don't know what, like I, I don't know what the Batman sold, and I mean, I know that they have Guardians of the Galaxy and. On the way, did that come out yet, or do they still? I don't know mm-hmm. if that game. Came out it's yet. been still out. Coming. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Not. I mean, uh, not completely, but I mean, it's been released. Okay. Like, yeah. Like one's out. I, right. I don't know. Are people getting? Are people still playing Telltale games at an insane rate? I feel like I don't hear about it as much anymore. Yeah, it seems it's like it's died insane. down. I don't know if the sales necessarily reflect that though. Never well, forget. The they've, they've, they've been doing yeah. a ton of licensed projects. That's what seems. Yeah. Seems like they've shifted in the past. Let's say yeah. a couple of years from like they obviously started with Walking Dead, which is like, you know, I guess a licensed project. Well, but... actually, they're in, no, their entire history has been licensed project. They're, I'm pretty sure their first big game. I don't know if it was their first game, but the first one in the the style of game they're known for 
was Back to the Future. And then their second was Jurassic Park. Jurassic and, Park. Uh, and Nick, yeah. can you fucking stream that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my. That's what Jurassic. I was going to say. Never forget Nick Fenton streaming Jurassic Park. And I almost passed fun. out while streaming that from laughing. It was like, <laughs> bad. so fucking bad. Like, I remember really bad. Yeah. It was bad. And then, We're and then, right now, like, after everyone shit on it and we watched it, and then they had success with like the Walking Dead and stuff, you go back and that game has like 90 something percent on Steam now. And it used to have really to, like, oh yeah, go, go look at Jurassic Park now. It was like, no, in the- it, it's mixed reviews right now. Oh, it does it? Okay, good. Uh, yeah, well, then maybe Steam, you but it's definitely, it was way it's higher. It's definitely much better. Yeah, yeah. Everything is licensed from them. I mean, the furthest thing is like The Wolf Among Us, but that's like yeah, Wolf the, Among Us is like a comic. Yeah, that yeah, one was a comic, and that was good. Wolf Among Us is really solid, I think, overall. But I guess yeah, my, I mean, I guess it's still Sorry, the Telltale Machine is still churning out games. Like there is yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Storm of Season Two, and then another Batman. You know, The Enemy Within. Those all came out twenty seventeen, and are still churning out episodes. Yeah, they've always got like three or four things going on. It seems like. Yeah. That's that's what feels like the difference to me is I guess the the number of licensed projects like they started that's out and you were like Walking Dead and that was what that that was the that was Telltale the game for a while right yeah and so everyone was excited for the new Walking Dead stuff to come out but then mm-hmm. like Wolf Among Us it also felt like that was kind of what they had going on was Wolf Among Us was like the next Telltale game but now. It's like you can't even keep track of all the different Telltale games. Like yeah, just no. every now and then on Steam, or like we'll talk about upcoming releases, and there'll just be some new Telltale like like licensed product coming out. And yeah, you, I feel yeah. like it's just there's so much. Like who, I don't know who is playing all these games. Who you who wants that to they play? Need to like, they need to just bring it down to like instead of like three to four, just do like. Just bring it down to two, two yeah. games maybe, even. yeah. Just so it you just can get a little more polish. So it feels so more focus. Yeah, like it feels like a, it feels like whoever you know their BD folks are out there just like signing deal after deal, and then they have to come through and actually make these games. I don't know. Mm. It just seems it seems like they're they're that incoming funnel of like licenses that want to have Telltale make their games. Yeah, it seemed like it was just really large, and maybe maybe some. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened internally, but. Maybe that just, maybe that intake was too large, and then the output, you know, sort of suffered. Um, yeah. But man, having to lay off, like having to lay off twenty five percent of your staff, that's a lot. That's yeah. a, that is a yeah, lot. That is crazy. not a small number. Um, like no. that, that's enough to. I feel like that's enough to almost disrupt your daily operations, like cutting twenty five people or twenty five percent of your workforce at once. When it happened, it was, that shit was trending on Twitter. Telltale was trending on my Twitter. Like that's how big of a big of a story that was. I mean, yeah. at least it was for me. It was not like worldwide. I would love to know what their marketing department looks like because for how well of a Telltale, like for how well Telltale is known, I feel like I never hear about any of their upcoming releases too much. And, and it may yeah. have to do with the fact that the quantity of games that are coming out. Like maybe their marketing department just can't keep up with it. But I feel like I never hear anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it's and then I'll hear like, to... oh, by the way, a new Telltale game came out. <laughs> Must be hard to expose people to four of your your yeah, exactly. titles on an annual basis. I'm wondering yeah. one of the downsizing is like now they're going to try to incorporate their like they're taking their marketing into consideration a little bit more and actually mm. being able to push for like two games instead of trying to just basically keep up with four plus. 
Yeah, that's weird. When I think of Telltale, I don't think of the company. I feel like, well, like when I think of Telltale's new games, I don't think, oh man, what new game are they going to make next? I think, okay, what franchise are they going to put through? Apply the same thing to. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I almost feel like it's impossible at this point for Telltale to even come out with an original story because, I mean, like, if their previous works, I mean. it also seems like a lot of these are, like, they're coming out, and, like, you, you do hear about, like, oh, this new Telltale game is, is good, but also it seems like half of the time it's like, eh, you could probably pass on it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when those games come out, you're only going to really care about Mar- the Guardians of the Galaxy if you really like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, same yeah. for every other game. Yeah. It feels like, like it feels like the, the licensed stuff they've been doing leans into uh, people that are already fans of that franchise, Rather right. than rather than bringing in new people to become fans of that franchise, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's the thing Walking Dead probably did. Like I'm not a Walking Dead fan, well, but the fact that I played yeah. the Walking Dead game, like I yeah. didn't end up watching the series, but I kind of I thought about it. I was like, you know what, this I like this game. I might give the series yeah. a shot. But the other that games, like the... I'm just not. I'm not. You're right, Nick. I'm like they they seem all they just seem forgettable. It's like I'm not really a, I'm not yeah. I don't care that much about like Guardians of the Galaxy where I would buy the game to become like more engrossed in that in that world. Um so unless you really love Guardians of the Galaxy, like are you going to spend, you know, your money when there's so many good games coming out already? Like are you going to spend your money on yeah. another Telltale game in that universe? Yeah. It's hard to yeah. hard to sell on like a on a repeated choose your own adventure style thing. Yeah, when it when it you can't really there's not really much changing. Yep. And there's no choosing part of that adventure. It's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Katie, well, now, all, now all of the affected employees <laughs> get to choose their own adventure. Ooh, Hopefully they go yeah. make what was the what was the one on PS4 that PS4 exclusive until dawn or what was it called? Yeah, oh, is that a Detroit uh, human or Detroit? No, the, not that game. Not David, David Cage. No, not yeah, David Cage. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Until Dawn is a good example of like. I mean, I didn't play it, but I heard a lot of good things. It's awesome. It's kind of fun. It seems like that's a. It's a similar style game, but I mean, yeah, there's there's. But it's done in like do more fun things. Yeah, you do more stuff. It's done in like a real. It looked really good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The engine that it was on was pretty beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, there's ways to do it right. Um, for sure. It's just. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll go on to that. That's the other thing. I can't wait for the next until they're supposed to make another. The studio that did that is making the Until Dawn kind of game, yeah, but yeah. I don't know what they've been doing. Um, yeah, I can wait for does that. anyone have a segue for this quick hit, real quick, before we do? I actually mentioned this earlier. I didn't even see it in the document about Call of Duty hitting 500 million. Yes, I, you did. I didn't even. I'm, I'm sorry to spoil it, but yeah. Well, wow, dude. So that's our transition, and I accidentally <laughs> dropped this fact <laughs> earlier in oh, the wow. podcast without yes. looking at the document part. Uh, yes, yeah, I got a segue. 500 million over the weekend. Over the weekend. 500 mil. I got a segue. And that's twice Call as of, many. Call of Duty made $5.5 million for every affected Telltale employee this past wow, weekend. Wow. Oh, that man. Wow. Look at that. Amazing. Really rubbing it in for those poor Telltale employees, Brandon. <laughs> well, um, it's still pretty I impressive know. that Call of Duty is dropping 500 mil. I know. I guess it's not, like, super surprising, but... No, no, no. It know. is no, Nick. You're not wrong. It is surprising. That's why Activision literally 
like issued a press release about press it. Release. They're like, we're yeah. still making money. We're relevant as hell. What in, the hell? Like, in case you forgot that Activision Blizzard is a publicly traded company, right. uh, they issued a press release to let you know that Call of Duty World War II had a $500 million opening weekend. The thing I yep. found weird about this is that they all, like the phrasing they used, one, they call it opening weekend. And they compare Which it to movies. movies speak. Right. They compare it to movies, and so yeah, like right. this is this is some weird double speak going on because yeah. Call of Duty is a sixty dollar game. Uh, seeing a movie, generally not sixty dollars. Yeah, no. like, a no. game is like three or four people going and seeing a movie. Yeah. Right. So, exactly. right. Yeah. So they uh, they is. they let us. That's know. kind of smart though, the way that they're doing that. Actually, though, that's pretty clever. I think on their end, oh, yeah. On their end, I'm not saying it's this. It doesn't translate necessarily the same, but for people that maybe aren't as you know, who are going to read Business Wire, right? I think I think they're. I think that if I had to guess, I believe they're probably just trying to position themselves as like a like a form of media that is as impactful as movies, and so they're comparing themselves directly to movies. They basically are. Yeah. Did you guys see also their their investor things? They're like. Things about Destiny too. They were just mm-hmm. there was a lot of investor talk and Activision was just like pleasing the investors. They're like, yeah, there's a lot of retention. Uh, we have, this Destiny two, it's already the average amount of revenue it's bringing in is already higher than Destiny one. Like this mm-hmm. is how they're talking to the investors about the game. It's just yeah, very right. like apparent that it's just all money. But I think I mean that like that makes sense. I think the the only reason I have a slight issue with it is because you're comparing apples and oranges. Like when you say you're right. you're beating box office openings. Like yes. this is a very different. You're you're selling a very different product than Thor Ragnarok and Wonder Woman in movie theaters. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, There's but, a lot of like very odd wording throughout this entire article. I mean, when I hear Call of Duty World War II, I don't think of the gripping personal narrative multiplayer <laughs> and the terrifying Nazi zombies mode. Ooh, I'm spooked playing and then, Nazi zombies. It's followed up by the CEO of Activision saying, "We challenged our players to get back to get their squads back together, and they answered the call. Like they were like, "Hey guys, we noticed you're not playing Call of Duty. We challenged you to play Call of Duty, and then they did it." <laughs> right? We challenged you. As Activision. Do you have the balls to play Call of Duty? To get back into Call of Duty. I mean, that was their whole marketing thing. I was, I mean, I watch, I have cable, so their whole thing was like, yeah, like, it was like the squad together. Yeah, that was, that was their, that was their angle. I think it was smart. I mean, clearly, it, it, how much of the marketing and stuff is hard to know, really. Like the whole combination of like the fatigue of how terrible overall people felt the last Call of Duty was and like, well, that's fucking moving around. That is the juicy, like, that's the juicy read between the lines here. Yes, is, uh, yeah, is they're one basically of, subtweeting one of Infinity the lines, Ward over here. Yeah, one of the lines. Yes, one sentence here stands out. Overall mm. unit sales at launch doubled year over year globally. What yeah. that tells you is Infinite yeah. Warfare was awful. Yeah, yeah. Double, yeah. they doubled Infinite Warfare's sales, Glo- global sales. That is that's crazy, crazy. Do you think they'll ever like drop Infinity Ward as one of their three develop developers I mean, and like bring somebody else in as a third? I'm saying if it's wow. gonna be any year, it's gonna be this year. There's gonna be like Sledgehammer make the next one too. I think they gotta give <laughs> Sledgehammer did two of the three <laughs> years. Yeah. I mean, when yeah, you think about it too, that they they packaged Infinity or uh, Infinite Warfare with Modern Warfare Remastered, so they were 
Like you were getting True. more game last year, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. But man, to double sales, like it seems, it Crazy. just seems wild to me because Call of Duty already sells so many units that year over year, one title would double the sales of the previous title. That tells yeah. you how bad last year was. Like that's why yeah. that's that's why when you when you launch this game and it sells as well as it did, yeah, you definitely issue a press release. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. We talked about it ad nauseum last year when that game came out, and people were just like, "Yeah, it's fucking not. It's not good." And then they had the whole mm-hmm. all that drama with like trying to package in the COD 4 remaster, and people were mad about the pri- all of it. Like the whole thing was pretty much a disaster. It sold clearly, like you're saying, way way less. And we were like, "Okay, is this finally going to be in the next couple of years? Is Call of Duty going to go to a model that isn't a sixty dollar release every time?" And then the boots on the ground stuff came out, and we were like, "Okay, well, that's interesting. They're going to." And I mean, clearly it's paid off, but how the other interesting caveat is like how much of advanced or advanced warfare fucking blowing massive chunks of, you know, whatever it was blowing contributed to the success of this game as well. Like did the fact that that game that pretty, pretty much overall people were, were pretty annoyed with it. Do they um, make enough, do they make enough off of this game doing well to potentially weather another storm? Of like a of, couple back to back bad titles that people True. you know slowly the, slowly those sales dip. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting question and one that that leads leads to a question like Nick's where like do they do they change up the de- the developers involved um, mm-hmm. and get or move to yeah. some different model like when you're a game as big as Call of Duty, mm-hmm. I feel like it's such it you have to know it's such a big risk. That one year you can double sales, and the next year you might have the sales. Like that, yeah. you can't operate sustainably not being able to predict, you know, year over year what a, a game as big as Call of Duty is going to do. So I, I don't know. Like what? That's the now that World War Two is out, and you know, congrats, Activision. You, you know, you did well on this one, um, at least according to the sales. But what the the conversation now shifts to? What do you do next? Because this is like you, you, you only really get to reboot the whole boots on the ground idea once. You get to right. hook in the old players once. Um, what exactly. do you do next year to keep them interested um, and not have that cycle repeat itself? And that's right. that's the that's the at least two hundred and fifty million dollar question. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to put in your guesses right now, and then we can like go back in the in the future and look uh, at them? Yeah, we I'm should put it in. I am. There's, I have no proof of this. I have no reason, but I'm gonna go with Vietnam. Vietnam Ooh, for the next one. I would one. love that. That'd be great. I might. Um, I think they're just honestly. This may sound like I agree. Earl's talking in the chat about this. I think they're gonna do. I think they're just gonna like repeat the cycle from World War II chronologically to a certain extent. So like, uh, could be Vietnam, could, like Cold War. Um, like maybe like today's war, even like um, Iraq, Afghanistan, maybe well not today's war, like ten years ago, could do that. Yeah, they're just um, the modern warfare. But like out. again, but like just go yeah, and kind of like chronologically do it because I think those games were. I mean, you had COD Four remastered and stuff like that, but to have like a fresh game and like campaign yeah. and whatever else, like I could see them just kind of going chronologically from World War Two and forward. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know if I, I don't know if Vietnam. I feel like Vietnam doesn't doesn't seem to resonate as well. Like Vietnam is never. Game, game yeah, that is focus true. Focus on Vietnam. 
True. Um, Other than Battlefield, but right. which is but an that's expansion. The thing. That's, yeah, that's my my know. thought on that is like, what else could you possibly do a Call of Duty on that they that Call of Duty specifically yeah. hasn't done before? I don't. I know like I Battlefield know has can. done different Vietnam editions in a couple different games. I think like they that, probably but... just try and reboot because like World War, <sighs> you know, World War Two yeah. they hadn't done since the the earlier days of the series, and so right. you can sort of just repeat that that concept. Yeah, um, maybe it is like a modern so warfare. I I would, I, I would bet. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna bet like Desert Storm, the sort of like mm. not mm. quite modern warfare, but a little there. a little further back, slightly back. Yeah, that could yeah. be good. I played Desert Storm, especially because like that's I feel like what that would be almost thirty years. Ago. Yeah. So like you're you know there's not there's not as much emotional attachment to Desert Storm. Yeah, that is you can, true. You can probably tell yeah. some interesting story without uh, yeah. without upsetting people too much around like terrorism and whatever. It's kind of weird thinking back to playing like Desert Storm games even like ten years ago. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just like I'm just playing something that was the news recently. Like <laughs> yeah, something that basically just like a few years ago. We'll just I, re- I like, reenact this. I feel like there's a especially. I'm I'm going to I'm going to add some elaboration here. Like I think with stuff like Stranger Things and other stuff that's sort of like people seem to be into that 80s maybe early that 90s era, nostalgia mm-hmm. right now, this mm. would probably be a good time to to place a bet on something in like Desert Storm. Not quite present day, but still, you know, you can lean into like I don't know. The st- the same stuff Stranger Things does is like yeah. you know, calling people on a telephone and uh you know, Whatever. Yeah. Right. The next Call of Duty is Stranger Things. <laughs> That's what Brandon's guess is. We're going to get straight to the back. Just shoot Ego waffles at each other. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, look, me out. look, media imitates media. Stranger Things does well. Call of Duty. Do, Call of Duty is not the bastion of new ideas that we typically look for out of the video game industry. They're going to look at no. what else is successful, what are the current sure. trends. And like stuff like Stranger Things, digging into that '80s '90s nostalgia, that feels like the next mm-hmm. easy, maybe easy play for them. Because I don't, I don't think you can I go mean, present. No, I don't think you can go. I'll take anything day. at this point. Like if they went straight to Modern Warfare times, like they're skipping yeah, over no. a lot of stuff. And I, I kind of agree with Scott yeah. that I think you can sort of, you're already going back so far in time that you can sort of mm-hmm. reset that cycle of yeah, let's yeah. let's slowly move forward in time because. People didn't react well to the future games, and so yeah. the future games. I think the future games feel like a much bigger bet than I feel like something with Desert Storm would be. Like right, and I don't think they do. I even think once we get up to like, let's say they do uh, those those couple games. Like let's say there's like three more Call of Duties, and then we're starting to knock on, or even two, two or three, I guess three, and then we're like on right. advanced warfare territory again. That they're going to reboot it or do something. Yeah, even more off the right. wall. They I don't think almost... we're going to. Warfare for a while. They can that kind of buy their time if they want to. Yeah. If they're because we've talked about this several yeah. times, like Call of Duty just going to a service-based model, like a lot of games right. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty but... is the one big game that has not done that. So maybe right. in three, to give you a staple. Yeah, in like maybe two or three games out more in the future, iterations. they can yeah. sort of bide their time with these more sure bets and then maybe maybe try and make a big you know some big change instead of going into those future games again. Maybe they need like a Destiny style model where it's like you do the the game release 
two DLCs, an expansion, and then you're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, my ideal setting for Call of Duty. Well, that's is, also on a two years scale, also. Yeah. Oh yeah. They would, uh, yeah, I think uh, I thought Black Ops Two was like a, a pretty good time period for Call of Duty because it wasn't too like uncomfortably advanced like sci-fi. It was kind of like a good middle ground where I feel like like 2030 or something. There's enough room for them to kind of like make up their own premise as far as like war goes. So like, I wouldn't mind them doing another like fictional war in a, like a slightly futuristic setting. Like, I think, I mean, that that's like my ideal call of duty right there. I mean, no jetpacks of course, but, um, but yeah. I think like the, yeah. the, I feel like the challenge will be that they had a string of present day call of duty games, but that was like the height of call of duty. That was when yeah, that right. was when every you know YouTubers were doing Call of Duty stuff. Like everyone was into Call of Duty for this period of time, and so you had a lot of present day games in a row. But are are people going to buy Call of Duty four years in a row if you have that string of present day games that right. on the marketing looks pretty similar to the last game? Like I think yeah. they've got to take bigger swings now to get people to pay attention, and sometimes those pay off, like the World War Two one did. But sometimes they don't, like the future ones did. So I don't know. I'll be I'll be interested to see how Call of Duty keeps people interested, um, because this this one trick they used this time, uh, like probably isn't going to work next year or maybe even the year after. Yeah. No. So like, you how do how do they keep resets. people interested when you only get really get this reset button maybe every four right. or five years? Yeah. I mean, I think I do think I agree with you too. I think in Again, it's so hard to walk. The problem, again, it keeps going back to like Activision and all their investors and stuff like that. It's like it's so hard for them to walk away from the $60 purchase, right? For people to be in at $60. Because they also, they can have their, it's where we talk about like the DLC or like the, the loot crates, right? And all the stuff that they, also that they can do. It's like they can do the $60 and the people will buy all the cosmetic stuff anyway, right? Yeah. So, but I think if it gets to that point where, they go okay. Well, we'll make one. We'll make a game. It'll be sixty bucks. But then it's we're gonna, we're going to do the almost like the call, the Counter Strike model or something else where we update that game over like a course of like four or five years before we yeah. do another game. But we have a lot of like you said, content stuff and skins and whatever else, and we can make our money with that. I don't know. It's still like I think with this re, I think we would have been closer to that. Like if I think if World War Two was on pace to sell as poorly as the game previously did, I think they would have looked at that a lot a lot yeah. more seriously. And now I think it just resets the cycle for another yeah, I mean it has to, right. right? For another three or four years. I think you're they're, right. They're we're we're not like we have they've just proven that they haven't lost the mojo completely. That like they right. can they can turn it on with the right set of circumstances and the right the right setting yeah. and all of that. Uh, yeah. but I do I mean I think they you have to you have to assume that they've been thinking about other ways to position Call of Duty because you want to yeah, you want it to be this definitely. big every year and having it right. having these wild swings in interest um, isn't good for well it's not good for for their financials but I think perhaps more importantly uh, mm-hmm. especially with everyone you know wanting to wanting to be in the esports space it's not good for their esports scene like for for True. as mature yeah, a game as Call of Duty year. is their esports scene is is like not where it should be. And uh, I think that may be the catalyst to moving Call of Duty mm-hmm. in a different direction than like a yearly release, 
I think, like Nick was talking about, doing a Destiny-style thing where maybe you move to every two years or every three years instead of doing like a service-based thing like CSGO where basically there is probably no successor to CSGO on the horizon for Valve because it's just going to be CSGO for a really, really, really long time. Uh, Maybe Call of Duty doesn't go quite that far, but they they stop doing yearly releases and they yeah. do three four five years something like that. Maybe halfway. Right. Right. Exactly. Something more predictable with a with a where you can build stability around your esports scene. Um, yeah, a year of like playing it, reboot, like getting into the swing of things, and then, and then it's just it's like, like, all right, we're back to zero again. Sweet. Yeah. Like that's not good for like a, like a, a community, for teams or anything. I have to feel like you know if you're Call of Duty. You look at your sister Blizzard and what they're doing with like Hearthstone and Overwatch and these games that become, you know, right. that they they build a huge community around these games as a service. And Call of Duty just stands in such stark contrast to that. Um, That's right. I have to imagine they're if they want thought that model at some point. Right. If they yeah. thought if they had a great if they had a really good idea for how to get that model today for Call of Duty, I think they mm-hmm. would take it in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. The whole esports aspect is, ma- I mean, so, so massive, important. Like you said, been by Big Daddy Blizzard, like so heavily invested in with Overwatch, and they got to be looking at that and figuring out a way. At one point, I was almost going to say, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they released a Call of Duty that was like their esports version, that yeah. they wanted everyone yes. to stay on that. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's their, like, this is our competitive Call of that Duty. honestly wouldn't be a bad thing either. Is like if you leave bad. the multiplayer as a service, and then like every right. year you come out with a campaign that the campaign. that features yeah. the mechanics of a Call of Duty, like you sprint and run, but like it's in a different setting. Like give it to right. me. Like I'll pay thirty dollars every year for, for yeah. like a different Call of Duty campaign or something. But I think that's yeah. the, that's the thing is you just yeah. said you'd pay thirty dollars for that if you won't yes. pay sixty. Yeah, that's going to be hard to get Activision to do. Exactly. Do. If you're yeah. not like that's. But that's, I also like imagine like maybe you pay twenty dollars a year for for like it's a like an annual subscription to Call of Duty multiplayer for twenty dollars a year or something like that. Yeah. No, so I think, that you can buy all the, of that. I think all that makes sense. It's just yeah, that it, that's it, such it, a different distribution model than they have today. That the For risk sure. of trying to of the risk of cutting off this this apparently massive amount of people that were buying Call of Duty every year, <laughs> even when it was really bad, like just turning off that yeah. spigot of money because right. you want to change to a, a games as a service model. Like I I understand yeah, I why they're not killing that golden goose, but yeah, I feel right. like now now they don't have to necessarily. But I think that. I think they'd be foolish not to be considering it, especially when Blizzard Blizzard has done such a good job of this. Not not good in the, like the sense that everything is successful, but a good job in like building yeah. people's interest in their games over a long term. And you look at something like Hearthstone. Hearthstone's already three years old, or yeah, three years Damn. old, three plus years old. Like the fact that that game is still has has a still still a thriving player base. You know, driving esports scene um i think tells you that like activision if they don't if they're not talking to blizzard about this stuff then that that would be crazy that'd be crazy because they they basically have access to um the people who understand how to do this at a large scale yeah i would love to see call of duty sort of split into a service where the multiplayer is stays more stable and the single player Mm -hmm. changes settings all the time but that just, I would be so shocked if that happened. 
because people seem to be okay with the multiplayer changing drastically every year. Um, I don't know. Todd just needs a Master Chief Collection version for Call of Duty, all right? For all the games oh, are just man. in one. Yeah, yeah. You can you go into matchmaking, you just hit play, and it just puts you in one random version of Call one of Duty. One of every version. Oh, <laughs> oh, everybody God, else yeah. has. You can have any gun from any Call of Duty at any time. <laughs> just, you're playing so McTavish versus a fucking dude from World War II. Some guy also has a jetpack and it's totally unbalanced. You're just, just like a fucking... running around as a World War II guy and there's a guy with a fucking jetpack, a robot. Who is that guy from Black Ops that died? The, uh, like, wow, well, no spoiler. Oh, come on. Yeah. He, he was a World War also. What was uh, I don't Reznov? Reznov's fighting like a cyborg sure. for Black Ops 3. That sounds about right. That'd be great. That sounds about right. I think it was Reznov. You don't spoil games that have, yeah. uh, Okay. I'm looking forward to that's on my that's on my to play list. Is Christmas? <laughs> I'm waiting for right. it to go on sale. Hey, you know what? I don't oh, want you, you can to get spoil it on sale now on Steam. Call of Duty's having quite a good sale. You can get Modern Warfare 3 for twenty four ninety nine. Fuck yeah! Great deal. Thanks, Zach. The one where some McTavish dies. Oh wow! Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'll just spoil that for everybody. Yeah. I didn't even play that either. I just knew. I just know that. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Okay, does that, how about you spoil the new releases for us? All right. And uh, Alfron to uh, Han Solo dies. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus. No, but uh, wow. so yeah, first up, uh, Battlefront Two is coming out November seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still undecided. On Same. Yeah. Did you get a chance I to want to, but I also don't want to. I did play the beta, and I liked it, but also, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm playing Destiny, and it's $60. So I don't know. It's a lot of $60 so games. If, the, if, if, if reviews come in and it's like the campaign is pretty good, I, I'll, I'll probably swing it. But right, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, November 17th, you can go through your favorite distribution on Origin to get your hands on it. I know I will. Uh, next up is Harvest Moon Light of Hope. Uh, this game doesn't look too notable, but uh, it looks like a phone game. But I just thought it was interesting that Harvest Moon is making its way on Steam. Maybe that'll mm. inspire some ports of like the previous games in the series. Because I didn't personally play, but I know people who are obsessed with like you know, people just playing Stardew Valley. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Well, maybe I haven't played Stardew Valley yeah. yet, but that's all I know is like that's the farming game right now. Yeah, well, hopefully this will inspire. They'll port, like, the best Harvest Moon on Steam, and then Daddy will show all the kids who's the king of Life Sim games. Okay, I don't know. I hope this Harvest Moon game never comes, then. (laughs) Daddy. I don't know. The Daddy of Life Sims. But no, that's Daddy. Yeah. Also, November 14th, Injustice 2 is coming out on Steam. Uh, No word on a price yet. It'll probably be 60 but uh, I could see them dropping the price a little bit after being uh, more than a few months after it's come out. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be on uh, Steam at long last. Hopefully it'll maintain a player base. Most fighting games on Steam don't, but you never know. Those were the only good games uh, coming out this week, but there are a couple incredible uh, games we must talk about. Uh, The first one releasing is called There is a Genie in My... Szechuan sauce, I think I said it right. And uh, it is a choose-your-own-adventure featuring uh, live-action live recordings of uh, a group of millennials uh, adventuring about Szechuan sauce. 
It's, uh, How do I get this a cease and desist? Yeah, this is this is actually <laughs> offensive to me. <laughs> like for real, I'm offended watching this. Like this trailer. I, I didn't even click in the link in the document. I just saw the title, and that's. I just know I want it gone. Of all the games yeah. we've talked about, thus, like in you know in the new releases section, this is the first one that I think I actually could make myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, you could learn right. to code something like this. Like other other. Can you games... make a game on like Squarespace? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> just put the box together. It's other just like a choose-your-own adventure like, PowerPoint. You know, require downloading tools that I probably don't have on my PC right now. This game, right. like, I actually think I could probably make this game with what I have on my PC right now. Oh, definitely. You probably definitely. comes out yeah. comes out in five hours, you guys. I think I might stay up for this. It unlocks. It's from uh, it's the fourth game from BMC Studios. They've made damn. Uh, no, it's the fifth game. They've made four Damn. other live-action choose-your-own-adventure games. In these screenshots, from... this kid is wearing a shirt with meme text on it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so yep. fucking bad. He has fidget spinners over his eyes. Yep. It's... Yeah, APL will stream this. And, uh, this looks like it was made in an afternoon. Like, at, How much at, at the brother's house. Like, is it no price. price. But, uh, All the other, other ones other are, games like, are like a dollar. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll buy it for a dollar just to see how bad it is. If you can't wait five hours okay, yeah. while this okay. game releases, you can play one of their other titles, like Zombie Tato's The End of the PC Master Race. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually kind of want to know. I kind of want to know. You can actually get the Game of the Year edition, which is actually cheaper than the original version right now. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Nice spot. Oh deal it dang. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually adding this to my favorite, so I remember to buy it tomorrow. I really, so I, I really, I feel like this is gold mine. I feel like there's a lot of potential in these. Oh, fucking terrible. That'd be great. I actually, I actually well, feel like this, uh, this game would go nicely in your stream, Scott. Yeah, actually, it would. Definitely. Yeah, this does fit my stream uh, style, so we'll see. So yeah, in a in a jump from so bad it's good to absolute mm. garbage. Mm. Uh, so this developer, Nikita Ghost Russ Games, is notorious. They've got another game coming out called Fidget Spinner in Space, where you guide a fidget spinner through the oh, space. They're the company behind Deep Dark Fantasies, which was that Gachigasm <laughs> visual novel, which turns out they actually are selling, and they didn't get permission for the likenesses of the people from those movies, mm. but they're still selling it anyways. They released a game called Boy Next Door, which is also a Gachi reference. What the Switch description reads, escape from the gay boys and bodybuilders and get it to the gay club at any cost. I need a link to that name. <laughs> I'll put that in chat. Yeah, it's Boy Next it. Door. And uh, they're back at it again. Uh, this next game is called Deep Gachigasm. Uh, it reads, fly and destroy slaves. Billy Carrington's, these are actually the names of the gay porn stars. Billy Carrington's, yes. Mark Pulves, <laughs> Ricardo Hilses, Kazuas, and pu Punish Their Assholes. That <laughs> 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 real on the Steam description. Oh, it is God. a, it's, it looks like a Galaga clone where you just shoot yeah. low-res images of the Gachigasm actors. I, this is disgusting. 
this business, <laughs> this business practice is just like. I appreciate that in the about the last control that they let that they list is escape to leave because that's going to be really important when you start playing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. One. it's the main yeah. function of the game. Yeah, can't exactly how due to the pixels, uh, but I believe that you are shooting what appear to be uh, small pixelated penises. Yes, yes. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. So yeah, we got to remember Ghost Rocks hey, the how games. Many, how many for... drinks did you have by the time you got to the end of? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to get to these. I had two large glasses filled with okay. a decent size, a decent amount of whiskey. A pure whiskey. Gotcha. That's pure whiskey. <laughs> I would be dead. Actually dead. But yeah, if you really, really want to play deep gachi November 13th, it's all yours. So yeah. That's going to do it. Your questions. Wow. This looks like a promising evolution segment. <laughs> that was quite a segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, like someone, I hate Gachigasm games. Uh, your questions. <laughs> really? I mean, usually someone snatches it up and brings it in. No, I, you I got know. it. I can't you be left it. on my own. I just blow it. It was still so dumbfounded that you that you felt the need to put the last two and waste like a solid three to four minutes. Of- no. <laughs> it was not a waste these are games, at all. These this, are going to become listeners' favorites, these games. These need to be exposed. Yeah. yeah. When Pudes eventually makes a video on these games, you'll be able to say you heard it first from the Gaming Mod Podcast. Gaming Mod Podcast. Yeah. And then you'll rate us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, we are on viewer questions. Our first one's a, a doozy uh, from Darkwing02, who's no stranger to asking questions on this podcast. What game has been your most pleasant surprise so far this year, regardless of whether or not it released this year? And I'm going to go real quick because I've got, like, some coming out of my butthole real quick here that I'm, I can't sit in my chair much longer. Oh, <laughs> turn. Uh, sorry to be wow. so graphic. But um, wow. I've got two. The, the, definitely the new South Park game I mentioned earlier, uh, the Fractured Butthole, was fantastic. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. And I've talked about this in a previous cast. But Emily is Away 1 and 2, the Instant Messenger, yes. the AIM game. Fucking play it. Incredible. Both of those. All right, boys, oh, take yeah. away over your back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go. Well, I feel uh, his life away. I'll go. Uh, when uh, I, I had really low hopes for, well, not low, but I I was, Resident Evil 7 was a really pleasant surprise. I was thinking it would be, I mean, coming off of Resident Evil 6, I, I, I didn't have high expectations. I thought it was just going off the demo. I thought it was going to be a PC clone. But after playing that game in its entirety, I haven't played the DLC yet, but that game is awesome and definitely one of the best games of 2017. And uh, I was just surprised by how much actual game is in that title, and I really recommend it. Uh, I went on like a little stint of uh, like playing like a couple of games that are like motion based. So I played. I mean, these I don't think any of these came out this year. Probably like a couple of years ago. Played Valley. So that's a game where you have like a robot, robot legs, um, and then a story about my uncle. That was pretty fun too. And these are all like really short games, like probably in like the two to three hour range. Pretty okay. cheap on Steam. And then Dead Core, which is like a puzzle game around like movement and stuff. So those are all like, I was, trying, I was like wanted something that would scratch my mirror's edge itch a little bit in some way. And they all kind, of, they all kind of did in different ways. So, and I think they're all like five bucks probably. Um, so those were, those were a good time. Uh, cluster truck too. I like cluster truck a lot. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to say Little Nightmares. Um, I didn't have, like, I didn't know a lot about that game going into it, and I was sort of expecting to have, like, sort of, like, a one-off experience with it. Um, Sort of, like, the the atmospheric horror platformer. Um, And they actually just released uh, their first DLC, I think, either today or yesterday, which I need to play. Because the the storytelling in it, the art style, was very interesting to me. Um, Yeah, I thought it was going to be pretty forgettable. I played it on stream, and actually, I really liked it. I'm looking forward to playing the DLC. Cool. Uh, my, I mean, my, I think my answer here is kind of, I guess, predictable or, or pedestrian. But tribes. <laughs> not, not this year, but all the years prior, that would have been my answer. Uh, I, I'm going to say PUBG. Like, yeah, that's that a good a, answer. That was a huge surprise to me that that game uh, was as good and interesting as it ended up being. Um, so it's been that was like a real pleasant surprise because I didn't expect to get into a game like that at all this year. Yeah, but then obviously it's taken off like crazy. But to say to say that I would have predicted that uh, PUBG and the battle royale genre would be as prevalent as it has been in 2017, like it's it's maybe been the defining trend in games in 2017. Um, and so PUBG has been a, a really pleasant surprise for me. That's been a a staple in my gaming most of the year. and didn't expect that at all. Good answers there. Nick had better answers than I expected. That's uh Yeah, I mean, those are the only, like, uh, smaller games I've really played. But, if yeah, if you're looking for something, like, that you can play in, like, just a couple hours, then it's kind of, a bit, like, platformy, first-person, like, movement-y stuff, like Valley, uh, a story about my uncle, Deadcore. Those are, like, we're all, like, very enjoyable. Okay, well. Yeah, I think you, Nick, you're coming across as more of a gamer than you like to let on. It, I, but the thing is, like those three games are like besides Destiny Two this year, those are probably the only games I've really played <laughs> out of like like m- wanting to do in my own time. Okay, well, they still qualify as pleasant surprises. Yeah, they they were all quite pleasant. You were qualified to be on on the podcast. Yes. Uh, next up, we have a question from Noah, but no Ark on Twitter. It says, what animal hybrid would taste the best? He gives an example, like steak meat, mm. but on a chicken wing, etc. Mm. So Ooh, it's like uh, taste. Ooh. It's like you get to pick the a hybrid of taste and format. Those. Mm. Good thing I stopped eating meat a while ago. Well, I mean, all right, I, you, you can you can do a hybrid of uh, some vegan type of food. Can I just get tofu that to feels a, and tastes like chicken, like exactly like chicken, but it's just tofu? Do, I mean, you could do, like, tofu on a chicken wing, so, like, you'd be biting into a chicken wing, but it would be tofu on the inside. Yeah, I want that. I want it to feel and, and taste like chicken. I want chicken without the chicken. That's all I want. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. I'll allow it. Uh, I guess you can I try to think of something that when I ate meat would be good. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say duck, but in like steak mm. form because duck is really good, but it is yeah. so bony and greasy and yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can't really. It's it's a pain to eat. So I'm gonna say, but it's really good. So I'm gonna say duck in a more accessible form, which is gonna be steak. Yeah, it probably goes more towards fish because stuff like lobster and like crab legs are like. Like, you're not getting a lot of food with them, or, yeah. like, it's kind of, you know... You want something you don't have to work for. 
Exactly. Basically. You want yeah. the delicious lobster meat without having to get in there. Right. I think like lobster nuggets would be cool, but not like fried or anything. But like that sounds so fucking decadent. Lobster <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> oh man. The thing is, That's nugget is steak. not you. You have to. The hybrid is with is with like uh, a yeah, piece of like animal. Nuggets animals, are not so a piece like, of animal. Like a lobster shrimp or something. Like a lobster fish. So, like a like a like a oh, fillet okay. of lobster maybe. Okay, Hot. lobster chicken nuggets. Boom. <laughs> you ju- you're such a fuck. <laughs> I was actually, um, you actually sort of stole my my answer because I was thinking oh, no. lobster and crab. Mm. Like I really like mm. those, but they are so difficult to get at. So I was gonna right. say like lobster, lobster meat in a chicken thigh. Because like then you just basically Ooh. then you get a little bit of like chicken mm-hmm. skin. And you don't oh, have yeah. to you don't really have to worry about That's bones. That's good. Yeah. That's a good idea. That sounds delicious. Mm. What's uh what I know you were thinking about this while you were gone, Scott. So Oh I was yeah, I was I was definitely thinking I wasn't thinking much, I was just holding on for dear life. But yeah, uh <laughs> what animal I, I, I like I mean, I can't get the, the example that he gave, which was steak meat, but on a chicken wing kinda of out of my mind. Um, that's a great example. Yeah. That's such a good example. Um, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have anything. I, I, I definitely, I, I like the example. I would kind of stick. I, I would definitely love to have that kind of. Yeah, think about the. Yeah, think about the, the thing you enjoy, the type of meat you enjoy eating most. That's not in a convenient format for you. Right, convenient form. Yeah. Um, I love crab, and crab is such a fucking pain unless you buy it already. Um. You know, shelled and everything, like just lump crab meat, but it's expensive. So that's the kind of shoot you only get when you're going out, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, like maybe, yeah. So maybe crab meat in. Let's see, what kind of form would it be? Like a uh, that wouldn't really make sense. And like I was gonna say, like a drumstick uh, form, because crab kind of like flakes and falls. Like a apart. crab chicken wing. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess chicken wing is. Crab meat on the yeah, on I the think boat. That's a valid answer because, right. like, yeah. you're basically saying yeah. the the ch- the chicken or like the drumstick would have skin on it. So right. you're still you're yeah. basically saying like put you know put crab meat inside put of the, the drumstick. Yeah. That that sounds good. I think like yeah. chicken chicken crab. has such good form factor for yeah, eating like skin, thighs and drumsticks, yeah. and the skin holds everything in. But yeah. like shellfish, I would want shellfish of some sort inside of the chicken form factor. Yeah. No, you're right. Chicken is a crazy good vehicle. There are no so, good like meatless alternatives for getting anything that has like a skin for anything. Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult to find anything. What's the that what's gives you the like a realistic animal alternative for crab or lobster? Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't know. I don't. I don't, like. I also even when I ate meat, I didn't eat a lot of. I don't like seafood very much. So I mean, I don't really even look into like like seafood alternatives for me. Yeah, just like chick- I had my chicken, baked chicken nuggets, and fake corn dogs. Yeah, that's lobster it. wings or like lobster boneless wings. Anything yeah, boneless? Not, yeah, just even like, yeah. Just <laughs> like any animal in a ball, like breaded and fried. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like it's metal, it'll be great. I like how KD keeps trying to go to the manufactured version of this. Like, yeah, yeah, the wing doesn't yeah. start out the boneless. Version of any animal. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I would like, yeah, like an elk elk nugget or something. Oh, anything, anything elk, would be elk, so nugget. good. 
Oh, what a good Xbox like, Live name. I like, like Nugget. <laughs> Venison Nugget. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Venison is so good. Basically, just take bones out of all the animals. Don't. Just take the skeletal structure away from Yeah, instead of crossbreeding animals, can we breed animals with no bones? <laughs> <laughs> just these, like, oh muscle, God. skin, slug animals. Oh, man. Just breed animals or we don't even have to worry about deboning. Everything's in You just make grow. one incision on the side and everything falls out. <laughs> I mean, you can grow that. You can grow, like, body parts and shit in the lab. And, like, I mean, they can already do that with parts of animal like that's going to be the future and food production is just going to be you know the the basically yeah like the animal meat grown in labs but just the parts that we that we want so yeah. i mean i don't think that's that far away it's going to happen i eat artificial meat yeah kangaroo meat dino nuggets <laughs> how many layers of animals can we go i know nuggets dino dino actual nuggets. dinosaur meat nuggets Dinosaur meat nuggets. Yeah, I wonder what Those dinosaurs would have tasted like. Probably not very good because they're like, well, may, they're related to birds, kind of. So maybe they would be good. Yeah, maybe the I smaller would do, ones. Uh, Velociraptor steak. Just curious. <laughs> <laughs> what would really well prepared, well seasoned Velociraptor taste like? I feel like I mean, they would uh, all be they would all be really tough because like, they're very uh, muscular. Yeah, yeah. The Velociraptors were very lean. Yeah, they were. Yeah, right. Like the best, the best cows are the ones that don't move at all. Yeah, you want like a fat, exactly. like, like a potosaurus, like a like a, like a big long, a big no, a potosaurus. The fucking I heard long, long necks, the long and long neck. Yeah, let's just walk around. They're want, basically just cows. Want some of that neck meat? No, I don't know about the neck, but <laughs> that neck meat. Oh, that neck meat. Uh, God damn it. You get the uh, order it and just cut, like the neck comes on a plate and you just, like the head is still attached like a lobster like you kind of just eat around around it. Yeah, it's like they serve. Yeah, they serve it with the head still on, but you don't you don't you eat around that part. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> just leave like a stump with, with bones. So violent sounding. I mean, you're you're eating the dinosaur anyway. All right, pretty good. Yeah. Good question. We have that was a very uh, good question. We have a, a next next question. Uh, which Sort of about the podcast, a meta question. Yes. Uh, from Ooh. eco underscore official underscore Twitter. Mm. Yes. Uh, who do you want to bring on the podcast in the next 100 episodes? Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is I had this crazy, I had this list of actual uh, guests um, that I wanted to to kind of go through. And so far, they've slowly all been checked off the list. I had Kevin Spacey at number one. Louis <laughs> oh, at number oh, two. Then I had George Takei at number three. I don't know what's going Wait, on. Oh, I saw, some, I saw some video about George Takei, but I don't I don't actually know what George Takei did. Is this something He's that's not everything? He categorically denied it, but it was basically... Um, he A Kevin Spacey? Guy. Yeah, no. kind of like he... Not, no, not quite. Like he... Tried this guy was drunk and he woke up to George Takei trying to do something to him is what is basically claimed. If I woke up, even if George Takei wasn't even touching me, he was just in the same room. I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, the link's got to explain that George Takei was in the room previously. Yeah, this guy woke up here. and George Takei was <laughs> no, there. No, they had been hanging out. <laughs> He's on top of him naked. What do you think of a scarier person to wake up in the same room as? <laughs> yeah, George, George Takei, Takei just like right there. He's 
And of course, um, he's going to throw out the oh my. Oh my. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of actual like serious answer. Um, what do I really want on Woody? Next one hundred. Woody, yeah, Woody from uh, Woody the Unexceptional Gamer from PKA. No, I mean I, I Mr. Gamer Tag, as some people know him. Yeah, I don't really have any like uh, I don't know. Does any, do you have any guys? Do you have anybody that comes to mind that's that you would really want? That you guys Richard really Spencer? Want. Richard Spencer. <laughs> no. Serious answer? I'd probably... I, uh, Sandy Ravage, I'd like to talk to him. Yeah, that'd be fun. Sandy Ravage yeah. would be fun. To talk or, to um, him. let me think. Like, X-Cal would be super fun, just because he's that, super ooh, old school. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love X-Cal, and he's still doing his thing. I think it'd be cool to like have Lester on here. That'd be cool. Lester would be fun. Yeah, that'd be Lester good. Would be fun to have on. Um... I mean, I'm pretty sure Lester lives in L.A., and I think Nick Fenton has seen him about as many times as I've seen Lester since I moved You have to... probably seen Lester in person <laughs> more, more recently than I have. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't think I've I'm seen like Lester in probably, it's probably three years at this point. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Or I getting close, probably, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I don't know, those are some, those are uh, a few for me. What about you, Brandon, anybody, uh, or Ying, anybody you would want on to chat I mean, with? I don't, I've never had any sort of interaction with him whatsoever, but I always think like Optic Hex would be really interesting to have on the cast. Oh, yeah. Optic Hex here. Yeah. Yeah. Hex would be interesting. Have, has Tabe been on the podcast? Oh, uh, so. uh, Joel has, though. Yeah, Orm has. Orm has. They're yeah. the same. We've had Tabe's real, a stunt, was... stunt double on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, say, guy, guy Beeman here. Get guy Beeman on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is it Beeman? Like, even though Orm's been on the cast, it's been a long time, right? Like he was last time he was on was before. I think it was probably well before two hundred. Orb. Yeah, that was before he was. It's like we one were, we were reposting one all of Orb's stuff before anybody really knew about him. We were original Orb back fans. on the awesome couch. Like, yeah, seriously. Like Orb, Orb really, he was, he had like Gryden, but he hadn't really kind of blown up, so to say. You're like, saying that Orb yeah. actually kind of owes us his fame. <laughs> yeah, we were the reason. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like I remember, he's like his videos, his YouTube videos were always super good. It's like he was insane at COD. We Those were Crisis Two away. tutorials. Yeah, yeah. He just finished his fucking insane uh race to prestige for World War Two. It was. We're yeah. like OG, two, two, OG over two hundred hours stream nonstop, and its That's internet did not drop did not die. Did not oh die. man, it's insane! Swedish, not internet. a single dropped frame. My internet drops for like five seconds, like like multiple times a day for no oh, reason. Yeah. Yep, a donkey. Yeah, John memes. I would love to get him on sometime. That'd yeah, be a, that'd be a good guest. Never had him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have uh, have any good answers here because Phantom uh, Lord. God damn it, oh, Lord. Good on that. I think we could probably. It, it'd be cool to have uh, to have some game industry guests like we used yeah. to. I feel like yeah. we we sort of pivoted away from that a little bit uh, over time. But I thought for the uh, memes. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, well, and also just there's so many. I feel like there's so many more outlets for, uh, you know, for game developers to talk about what they're working on. That uh, yeah. Coming on podcasts is, I don't know, a little, dare I say, old school. <laughs> yeah, you're putting a couple hours in just to get the, like, you're spreading the word. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
but I think the some of our old episodes with uh, with like Garretson and uh, some of the people from the Hawken team, uh, I forget mm-hmm. I forget his name offhand. Um, but like we, you Mr. Know, Hawken, had, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Mr. Mr. Hawken. Hawken. <laughs> yeah, um, was, but like Stephen so, Hawken. I think some of those uh, some of those guests are really cool and give us a yeah. give us some insight that we wouldn't have on our own. I mean, like I, I obviously enjoy talking to you know friends and content creators and stuff, uh, but I don't I don't know that they always have like really super interesting stories to tell or, or insights to offer um, that we a lot wouldn't of stale memes. Well, I'm just like they they we know we know more about them and how they yeah. how they operate. Uh, as some of us have been in those shoes, whereas none of us has really worked in the game. Like we've never really worked on games. And so I, I always find it interesting when we talk to those people and they have, um, they have insights to offer around stories like, you know, like EA acquiring respawn and telltale cutting staff. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, I, I only have a bird's eye view of that stuff working at Twitch, like sort of gaming industry adjacent um, but that's a, a lot different than working at a company that makes games. So, um, so I always find their insights to just some of mm-hmm. our some of our normal news stories really interesting because uh, they have they have uh, a perspective that we don't necessarily have ourselves. So, yeah, actually, my serious answer would be uh, John Carmack. I would love to. Ooh, I'd yeah. love to get if we're just talking uh, like wish guests. I, like, I would love for I John would just... Carmack to come on. Take three hours and then just have John Carmack explain his tweets to me. Like, well, just the thing like, is, like what know, does this mean? The, the great thing is that you know that you won't have to warn John Carmack, like, hey, sometimes this podcast can run, like, maybe two hours. It's like, he does, <laughs> he'll just right. do it anyway. Like, oh, that's fine. Like, he's, he's used to talking yeah. for, like, three, four hours straight. So Definitely. I think he would be super I mean, interesting to to talk. Like to, to fully understand any John Carmack idea, you need a couple hours and uh, it, to put aside. Yeah, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if we'll snag John Carmack in the next hundred, but uh, you know, we'll try. You never know. Banksy, Banksy, Banksy. <laughs> John. <laughs> Banksy. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Guy Fox, could you could we get Guy Fox on the podcast? Oh. <laughs> I mean, we can try. I have his email. I'll email. It's guyfox at gmail.com. Pretty, pretty <laughs> good. vanilla address. Guy Fieri, mayor of Flavortown himself. Guy Ooh. Fieri. That would be that would be amazing. Learn about his food empire. Emerald Gassi. Dude, he's <laughs> got a new sh- he's got a new show on Food Network right now. That's so I can't. It's, I started watching it tonight. It's so good. It's got. It's he basically picking his like successor in the whole like diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's basically giving someone their their own show on Food Network. That's going to be the same thing as diners, drive-ins, and dives. It's, it won't it's be lit. the same. Won't be the same, but he's like picking his pro. It'll be like when he plays touch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just wait till it gets to Netflix. You're gonna you're gonna binge watch it. It's great. Um. All right. Well, we've got some favorite because uh, we had asked uh, earlier in a tweet about some favorite uh, podcast moments uh, from viewers. We got quite a few uh, responses on we're not, here. We're not that sentimental here, but we figure no, figure you know 300 people expect. Something slightly out of the ordinary. Read gotcha. some of these. Yeah, some of these are great. Uh, AJ uh, said, "I liked Alex's Doctor Ivory." Agreed. Great moment. So uh, still QM. Yeah. Uh, still QM said Nick Fenton's pig squeal. Yes, 
distinctly remember that. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Um, hard to erase that sound from any memory if you heard it. Um, let's see. try it. I want to hear it. No, no. <laughs> it is almost 10 o'clock, and I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> Look, most people, a lot of people listening to the cast won't even know what the big squeal is. I don't know. Have, I, I haven't done it in so long. I don't know if like, I can. I didn't, I didn't queue up the moments here for us to like listen to them. So this is. <laughs> oh my god! There it is. That was incredible. Just as good as I remember. Wow. It's so good. See, some you're either born with it or you're not. That's it like hurts that my is lungs. Gross. Oh shit. <laughs> If you had done that and your mic accidentally cut over to the oh, line, to the full like, volume, we would have died. That's not that been the last thing you've ever heard at all. Um, so that one, uh, Luke talked about episode 181, Professor Octoc. That sounds familiar, um, but I can't. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember exactly what the context was. I remember Octoc, but I was don't. That, was that Katie's an email or what? Uh, mm. No, it was. I think it was actually just Scott messing something up. Like he was. He Octo, wanted to say. Yeah. He meant to say like. Uh, like Doc uh, Oc, and I did it backwards. Oc, 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 I'm like Octoc, and you're like. <laughs> God. And I think that turned into like a spinning off of like the awkward doctor. Here he comes. <laughs> Yes, I think you're right. And then it became the awkward doctor. Nice. All right, Luke. We've got Blitz and Firebolt who said the cat story, which yes, watching my friend's brother yeah, think that, the cat that has to be that, that might that has to be my number one, oh my honestly. God. Everything is uh, that is so good too. Like even the way that gets led into is I think it was like a viewer question too that was like, Would you rather get fingered by your cat or finger your cat? And Scott immediately right. goes, Oh, I have a great story about this. And everyone's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. There's a good anime hey, for people that don't uh, know, there used to be KB Mod uh well we had Ben Basic on who and he did the the KB animated animations and yeah, he has a cat story one that's really good. You should So good. Yeah, that's Look one of the that few one. moments that, that is enshrined in KB Mod history. You can pretty easily find that one for better or worse. You can. Um, the KD's and emails, which I agree, are always Yeah, those are always staples. We need KD, now that KD's on the cast, we need him to catalog his old emails and like highlight those moments. Oh, those are man. all pretty good. Yeah, those would be that, just... that would take a lot of searching. I just remember, like, I know when the first email was. Uh, it was just the first tweet, and I would just have to search episode by episode, like trying to find it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. So Take I mean, maybe I, I know you have all the. I know that all the emails will forever be saved, right? In your in your. I mean, if you use the same email address. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. You at least have the have the. Uh, oh yeah, I could line up the dates. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. can probably do that. I was gonna say I can I can actually do that myself. Let's see the first one here, July sixth, twenty fourteen. So over there three years ago. Oh, that would be the first email. I still remember the first tweet. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All the emails are the emails are where the real. They're pretty good. Yeah. It was like um, ramen pooping on your dick. Oh, <laughs> it was good. It was like would rather have Mitt Romney poop on, poop on dick or Enfin and Dick on Mitt Romney poop. Please upvote. <laughs> it, it was so good. Oh. My God. oh. oh. Um, yeah, Blitzen also said extra life stream for his favorite part. All of you are funny dudes. Thanks for years of making me laugh. Thank you, Blitzen, for those memories. Aunt Meme 
I forgot about this, but holy fuck, this was <laughs> I don't even remember what that's <laughs> On Noob's favorite K-Mod moment is when Nick said the only time Nuketown Noob is on top is when he's riding reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that was in to like him talking about being on top of the scoreboard or something. Probably, <laughs> probably. I have no idea what the context of that is, but I, I, de- I know I said that. Uh, like for sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, oh God. Um, Noah, but no arc said great moments. Brandon saying there is no way no man's guy can deliver a viable product with such a small team. His prediction was spot on. And that, oh, Brandon I don't know called, called if I told any of you this, but yeah, that, going back to not playing very many video games a few months ago, no man's guy was on sale for $30. I bought it. Mm, and yeah. That shit was refunded within a half an hour. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I was like, I was like, I really hope I could, I could like this. I really kind of want to play like a like a procedurally generated game, like something open world I can kind of just mindlessly play. No, it ran like hot dog shit. Mm. Hot dog. Shit. Oh man, bang! No man's guy. Um, and then he also said Scott ranting for how shit CS:GO uh, was while in beta. And how it would never overtake Source in esports. Now oh, that I rant on remember. CS:GO, where you went on, you, the people on Reddit were really pissed at your uh, rant. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, like semi recently, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I guess, but I was at the time. Like CS:GO was fucking so bad, but I don't remember if I, I said it would never overtake. I guess I probably did. I'm gonna have to link. It's hard to anticipate games like that. Like they, they did make some really solid strides of of improvement. They, I mean, they the game is so different than what it used to be. It was yeah. it was so bad. Even if you go back to videos on my channel from when it was in beta, it doesn't even look like the same game. It had the wheel by menu for console, like the like for the controller. Oh god! But like it was like so the UI was just anyway. All of it was just so bad. So bad times. Worse. It was bad. It was awful. We were always just playing Dust Dust One. But um, Coney Hawk just put a GIF, and unfortunately, if you're not watching live, you will not have access to the GIF that uh, I'm sure somebody will put into uh, and that we'll put into the chat. And it's a GIF of Nick Fenton. Uh, is it milk yeah. dribbling out of your mouth? It is milk. Confirmed okay. milk. I don't it remember exactly milk. why I was drinking milk. I think I it, I, if I recall, it's because you had never drank whole milk before. Oh, yeah, this is when we were doing the milk testing. Yes, That's yes, right. Yes. It was the milk test. Oh, my God. That is a... Oh, what it dribbles out the middle, too. Oh, <laughs> like, a, like a fountain. Like a statue. Oh, my God. I want to find that pod now. Yeah, that was that was amazing. So... Those are just a few. I mean, we I mean, three hundred episodes is no is no small task. It's insane that we've been doing it this long. So again, just appreciation to everybody who's uh, who's listened, and um, you know, some of you guys have been here since the very first episode, and uh, some of you have joined, you know, within the last fifty or last two hundred or something like that. So much much appreciate everybody that continues to listen and uh, be a part of the community. We appreciate it, and. This is where we would definitely move on and do the iTunes podcast review of the week, but uh, we don't have one this week, but that's okay. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you how to leave a review this week because, you know what? It's episode 300. I'm feeling Dude, generous. You're supposed to post the fucking GIF in the chat. Somewhere. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Brandon got it. It was from the... It was from the there it is. Yeah, now the chat can take a look. Oh, yeah, that definitely so needs to be... Oh, God. 
I'm just looping. I'm just have it hovered over and I'm looking at it. Oh man. Um, Without but yeah, context, so it's a it's a pretty damning gif. It is no context. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. I hope nobody. I want... If I'm ever looking for a job, I hope nobody ever sees that. Next, <laughs> that actually, ne- action item for someone. Someone needs to do a reverse gif of this gif. Uh, yeah. Ooh, oh god. Daddy's coming. Is the name of the file. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my god. Uh, don't let him. Don't waste any. Get it all in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's precious. Well, there you go. It's precious. <laughs> like the movie. Oh, in the book. all right. Well, on that note, guys. Like I said, I'm not going to ring you for no pot to iTunes podcast review. Hopefully, there will be one next week. You guys know how to do it. But again, yeah, thanks to everybody for hanging out. Thanks to Nick for coming on for 300. It's always a blast to have him on. And uh, of course, you can go to kbmod.com. Check out. The two articles that Brad did uh, on the two uh, on the headphones and the network card. Uh, check out the forums. Uh, read the other articles and other content. You can check out the build guides, and um, of course, check us out on Twitter as well. We are at KB Mod Gaming. Um, as far as the rest of us, you can find Nfen, I believe, at Nfen on Twitter. That, that's now. cool. Finally, after now it's been like that for like five years. Five? No, you haven't. Have you really had that for five years? I feel yeah, like we're been constantly trying time. to get that in. Never forget Enfen vids. Enfen vids. Previously, yeah. the original, my original Twitter, I believe it was Enfen tweets. Mm. So, oh, that was really? not a, not good times. Then it was yeah. Mister underscore Enfen, and then finally Enfen. There it is. So just Nfen. Uh, Katie Zen is at Katie Zen underscore. You can find him on there. Uh, Yingity Yang is at Yingity Yang. Um, Y-I-N-G-I-T-Y, Yang. And you can find Brandon at V-O-L-1-T-I-O-N. And, of course, I am at APL Fisher. And I think that's going to conclude episode Oh, wait, no, I had one question. I had a question that I totally forgot. I wanted to ask Yingity, which member of the Ying Yang twins do you identify with more? (laughs) Uh, Definitely, definitely Yin. Yin. I think Yin is the the, the positive one. (laughs) That's not applicable. All right. We should just finish. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in for episode 300. We will see you next time. Are you ready for it? 301. Yeah. Is everybody ready? I don't think people are ready. I I don't know if the timing is going to be right because, I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. Ah! Oh, my God. That was so loud. (laughs)